Welcome to the One Life One Champ podcast. One up champion. Yo, yo, you know what the problem is? <laughs> fucking Derek Green got me addicted to a Maz Yerba Mate. Listen to this fucking plug, bro. It's got how many grams? 60, milligram, 60 milligrams of caffeine. So I haven't drank coffee since right. March. I quit coffee because it makes me shit, gets me jitters, it makes me dehydrated. Life will make you shit. Yeah. And now I'm on this shit and I love it. And I'm fucking hyper every yeah. day. Like that fucking prop. Woo, that was Shout hot. out to my sponsor, Liquid Death, though. I love you, Liquid Death. You're my people. <laughs> I'm part of that company. It's my family. But I have to talk about your remote. Anyway, let me do my intro, please. Hang on. Okay. <laughs> Derek Green, you're back here. Yes. <laughs> my pandemic COVID lockdown brother. And when we go back on tour, I'm never going to see you again. That's not true. Well, thanks for being here and your wonderful voice. I miss you when you were my neighbor and now you live far away from me. It's all good, though. I got an e-bike. So Thanks to your e-bike. You want to you shout out the brand e-bike you use? No, because they're a horrible brand, actually. Oh, but my God. But the bike God. itself, is, it's working. I'm making it work, but it's a long story. Okay. Let, let me introduce the guest okay. now. Yes. Okay. You might have heard this guy on episode 16. It was a phone call. It was a very, very long time ago. I'm way more professional now. Mm. I live with this human. I love this human. Uh, he's one of my favorite songwriters. And uh, I love hugging him and seeing him, but Cobra Times really can't hug right now. Anyway, <laughs> welcome to the podcast, Mr. Walter Schreifels. You yeah. give it up. <laughs> How was that intro? Pretty sick. That was really good. Um, before we start, I got a shout out to Laura Davidson from Sure Microphones. He sent me the new podcast microphone. They sent me all my microphones originally. And thank you so much for that. And also, um, uh, Dre Beats, too. Yeah, I shout the sponsors out always. So thank you guys very sound much. Sound even better with this. Show. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. it's interesting, right? Yeah. Um, two things. I'm on day four of a juice cleanse, and I got my head tattooed last night, and it was horrible. And last night, Travis Barker wore a OG Start Today shirt on SNL. That's so shout out to Travis sick. for that. Wow. Yeah, yeah that was cool. Good good uh, taste. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I hit him up, and he said, yo, I had to do it and represent. So yeah. it's really, really sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Welcome to the podcast, Walter. Thanks. Thanks, fellas. Good to be here. Yeah, I haven't seen you since um, January 25th, 2020, where we, with the last show I played on the Persistence Tour. Right. Wow. That was like, um, seems like forever ago and yeah. kind of like very recent at the same time. Yeah, it's strange. I mean, we talked, we FaceTimed. Yeah. I mean, there's so much things going on with you since the pandemic. You're running marathons. You're running a lot. It's super inspiring. Uh-huh. Put a new record out. Yep. Have the show on Van 66. Mm-hmm. So many things. Um, how is life on tour right now? I'm enjoying it. I mean, it's really cool to get out and see the country again after being, you know, kind of just in New York. Yeah. Which New York is great. I mean, I think probably everyone's experiencing more appreciation for their local environment, Mm -hmm. you know, like just like, wow, there's so much to do like within reach of of, uh, New York. But um, seeing the country and, uh, you know, seeing seeing some friends. I mean, I'm not seeing people too much because trying to keep it pretty tight. But um but it's awesome, you know, like just being in Los Angeles, I come to Los Angeles like on the reg, like I see yeah. you, I see my friends here like pretty regularly and just um, haven't been here for two years, it's bugged wow. out. So That's um, crazy, man. The, just the feeling of the of the, the weather, the way that it's, the way that it, the light is here, the, the, you know, there's just like nothing like that and just like, oh damn, like this is, this is great. So, yeah. um, so that's cool and also just the shows have been awesome and, we got a good squad for for our uh, that I'm hanging with. So I'm, is Lou out with you? Lou's not out. He um he was gonna come out on this gig, but he got a gig paying really well with a comedian. Oh, nice. Whose name escapes me. And Lou's always been been interested in the comedy scene. Cool. So I think it's kind of a good. Is a Lou better path uh, for him. 
sound engineer or something? Lou Benavides, he's merch. a merch guy. Merch just king. Okay. New merch. Yeah, pretty much king. Um, mm-hmm. And just a great friend. Super, super fun guy. He's going to come out in, uh, in Atlanta and hang with us for a few days. But we got a great merch person, Charlie. She's incredible, and it's great. It's going Awesome, well. man. Um, so we're going to get to the record soon, but I'll also just your jogging thing I mentioned, too. Like yeah. I, I know you've always been in shape. Mm. Um, you pretty much stay, stayed the same size since I've known you. Yeah. Um, I don't know what your secrets were back then. <laughs> uh-huh. But seeing you during the pandemic, running more, it's super inspiring. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, I upped my game a bit, like um, more on the long distance side of things. And um, it was really cool. I think one of the upsides of COVID, I mean, in my per- experience was um, I was very lucky to have uh, a spot upstate where yeah. I was like, just wasn't around people. And, um, and saved the, you. Yeah, it was just, it was very, it was cool for me, like in that regard. Um, I mean, outside, you know, I know there was like, obviously a lot of people are suffering and and that did affect, you know, my mindset, but, um, but with nothing to do, it's kind of like when, as a kid, you know, when there's like a blizzard or something like that. Yeah, it's a snow or, day. Yeah, it's a snow yeah. day, but like mm-hmm. no one can do anything. Like I can't bother you. You can't bother me. You know what I mean? Like it's equal. So like, what are you going to do with the time and, and running and exercising? A lot of people get into that, but I just started to like run further and, and kind of. Like Forrest Gump kind of. I gumped it out. <laughs> it was a gump vibe and uh, I've kept on gumping. You did, yeah. but did you run? Before, were you a big runner growing up? I've run probably pretty regularly since my like mid twenties. Okay, and because um, it's just meditative, and uh, especially for touring, it's a nice way to kind of get off campus. Yeah, and uh, see the city a little bit in a way that you wouldn't otherwise. And um, you know, it's it's for me, it's very meditative. Like there's the initial like you know fifteen minutes or something, or being like, God damn it, I'm running. Like, yeah. and then. Then 15 minutes, you're like thinking about something else and then you're not realizing that your body's just moving. And um, and then I can kind of sort things out, you know, like about whatever I'm thinking about, uh, you cool. know, maybe like it's a, a song or something that some sort of issue or something that I'm working on, like someone that, you know, like how to resolve some sort of circumstance. Mm. And that's kind of like where I do my best thinking. And um, and it's just it, it becomes a habit and it's great. Yeah, so you do it how many times a week usually? Um, I'm probably like about five times a week, four wow. or five times a week. But I don't like I'm not on any sort of like re- regimen or schedule. Yeah. If I'm not feeling it, um, or there's not time, I'm not mad. But what ends up happening is that you just kind of wanna do it, you know. Yeah. And I'm also into yoga, so oftentimes if I'm like if I'm uh, you know feeling like sore from a run or something like that, I'll break it up and and just and do yoga too, especially as like. As you get uh, up there, it's like you want to make sure everything's like working. Yeah, up you to know? an age. Yeah, 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 at a certain age, like you just want to make sure, like you know, you, you, all your sh- shits like connected. Yeah, and you look great. They're aging well. Thank you so much. Yeah, yes. music keeps you young, man. For yeah, sure. I mean, you know, youth crew, bro. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. definitely, <laughs> no is, doubt. Is it puts a, you in a mindset. I know, you know this is weird, but is a certain brand of shoes you wear to run? Is it a certain kind? Because I know people are particularly about their shoes. Um, I am running. And Hoka shoes. That's what I heard about. Exactly yeah, what I was thinking about. Yeah, they're um, they're just I don't. I, at first, I was reluctant to wear them. My brother was really into them. I was wearing New Balance. What was your reluctance about? I mean, I've never I, heard of these shoes. Yeah, so. it's like a not Nike or something. I, mean, I don't know. No, it wasn't. It wasn't an, a brand okay. issue. It was more like the way that the they're like kind of the shape of the shoe. Okay, like I have just weird, narrow, long feet. They're like little, just like 
ironing boards. They're the worst. <laughs> and so the 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 Hoka shoe had this like arch in it, this curve, which I guess for some people is like amazing. For me, it was not. Mm. But then I got sent a pair of Hoka's from somebody that wanted me, to, just like wanted me to check them out. Yeah. And uh, and this particular, you know, they have different styles, just like any other. So yeah. the one that I had tried on, it didn't like, but this one is dope. It's just like really big cushion, very supportive, and that's what I need for these little sticks that I run on. I always think of the hookah thing. The smoke when I hear that name of the brand. Oh, right, right, right. right. It does the put sh- a little, yeah, hookah? a little yeah. bit of uh, chill vibe. Is it called hookah? Yeah, I mean, some people smoke refer hookah. to it as a hookah. hookah. Uh, Shita, I think some people refer to it as, as well. But I, I don't like it so much, but I have in the past. It, it can be fun, you okay. know, in a foreign place. Does, yes. it get you high? Does it get you high? No. Okay. Yeah, I've never done it, but it's it looks a, it's like... It's not about getting high. There was like okay, a trend in, uh, in Manhattan for a while in yeah, New York where it's just like, like these hookah places everywhere. Right. It was a trend in a lot of different yeah. places in Europe. I still think it's pretty popular. Oh, yeah, in like Europe it's popular. Houses, like you go in a basement and people yeah. are there with tea and coffee. Yeah. They got their hookah going on. I would like to get invited <laughs> to something like that. Like, yeah. hey, Walter, come to my house for a hookah thing. <laughs> it's fun, like every now and then. I would do that. I'd yeah. be like, yeah, let's check this out. That's how I want to do it. That'd be kind of sick. Yeah, yeah. But, but for now, I'm just, I got the shoes called hookahs. I was just thinking about how Forrest Gump was running in Nike Cortez, which are the most flat-footed Nikes. <laughs> And they're, they're classic <laughs> shoes. They're casual. But they're he's not, hardcore. They're, but he's they're not running core. shoes. If you're no, with Cortez, which I love, yeah. they're, they're not for running. It'll destroy your feet. Dude, yeah. what about playing basketball in Chuck Taylors? Yeah. yeah like you're a professional. No wonder they're doing all those like kind of set shots, like banks and shit. Cause they're if not you're, bouncy at all. No. you no. Hurt, I, I walk a day in, in Converse All-Stars. I mean, you know. Yeah. I no need to way. take a few right? days off. My, no uh, my legs are broken. I can't believe I never like... I value, you know, footwear so much yeah. more now, and it's so important because I was walking around at Punk Rock Bowling uh-huh. with Toby, uh-huh. yeah. and then we're in Vegas walking yeah. everywhere. Jordan, Stan, I was wearing Jordans <laughs> the entire time, and I was just like not thinking about it. We're, I got back, and I was just like the extreme pain, like right. in my arch, like yes. in, in my ankle, and I was like, oh, I have a broken ankle. It's probably from that. Yeah. No. It was from like bad footwear. Yeah, standing on like horrible. It just got to me, and so finally I had to do the research and found out about all these different inserts and uh-huh. Doctor Soul. Doctor Soul, and sick. they have a whole thing set up in like a CVS where you, I look like you take your shoes off uh-huh. and step on this thing, and it gives you like a rating of what you need. To wow, get. Yeah. it was pretty impressive, but. Since I learned more about that, uh, it changed the whole game. I can wear my Jordans with the insoles. Yeah, an insole can can you can wear anything. I yeah. you know if you do this, that's kind of cool. It's incredible. Um, you sound pretty, I got, you sound pretty like old a, talking about. This I know. I'm just thinking like this is this is Matt Hold like route we took down, but but I, I think the ex it's real life. And if you're younger and this isn't yeah. happening to you, it will. Yes. It will. It, it, it will. And, and actually, if you're younger, think about it early on. Yeah. I wish Ooh. I would have done that But the, the other side of it is this. Because <laughs> my brother my brother was running like barefoot. Like he got into Shout this barefoot run. Shout out to Dylan. Yeah, my That's brother Dylan. Dylan. And, Much love. And... Uh, and he was saying how like the native, uh, you know, people like the the runners that lived in in you know, uh, I don't say ancient America or whatever, like they're running on just barefoot. Those, yeah. mother, you know, they oh, yeah. just because they didn't have and they were doing great. Uh, and so there's a whole school of runnings like long distance runners saying don't run in anything. So it's like the more co- like it's kind of like the princess and the pea. Like the more like kind of um uh 
mattresses you pile up, mm -hmm. the less you are in touch with actually what you're doing and that that has a certain adverse health effect. So, I mean, basically, there isn't a single thing in the whole world that you can't look at from both sides and, and That's true too, be passionate sure. or pissed off about. Shout out to the Flintstones, though. Yeah, like, look at those. They were driving cars <laughs> with those fuckers. <laughs> Yeah, we'd be hard. Yeah. We would not yeah. make it. We I'm would. We'd be lifting the car. We'd be like, "Oh Jesus, I don't care. Let's just walk." I'm a fan of technology. I don't think I could do the Flintstones route. But it, 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 it is crazy about talking about insoles in your fifties because you would never talk about that. Why? That's why my feet are messed up. Like now. we always walked around Jordans or Converse through the winters of, yeah. in Manhattan, all that. Right. The best. I don't know. I think Converse looked the best on the Ramones. They look cool. On yeah, they look, they like, look they cool. So hard, they yeah. always will look cool. And to be fair, they they didn't even always wear those they wore these like kind of um Pro-keds? they wore pro heads, but there was also i think they would call them like skips they're just like generic wow like yeah. generic like 99 cent store kind of sneakers um they had their look down bro yeah, they just yeah. looked super hard and cool and always classic. i like how ian rocks the jack purcells mm. that's his thing the jack purcell yeah. it's kind of like the more elegant kind of tennis converse vibe is it <laughs> yeah 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 jack purcell was a tennis tennisman Mm. I'm picturing it with his like that. scar, with his like t his fucking sweater around his neck, like yeah, kind of around. Absolute tennis. Oh, man. Jack, Jack Purcell, tennis Jack man. Jack Purcell here. Um, so, <laughs> have you run a couple marathons already? Uh, I've only run one, but I'm training for the. Uh, I'm not training right now for it, but I'm training for the uh, the Brooklyn um, marathon, which uh, a full twenty. Is it twenty six? It's twenty six point three or two wow. or something it's something point something nice. <laughs> yeah yeah that's amazing do you have like running partners and stuff um i'll run with friends every once in a while like um i enjoy that but at the same time i like doing it by myself for yeah. all the reason i was saying before it's just like i'm in my own head yeah. and like and the other person's pace if they're like naturally faster than you you're like god damn slow down and if the other person's slow you're like shit yeah. let's yeah. go bro what are you doing yeah. i mean i'm not really like sense. that but it, it but it comes like that but I've had some, you know, when I do do that, it's always cool in yeah. the end. You know, that those are really more my apprehensions about it than actually what the experience is. Because if you're running with someone that runs slower than you, it's actually good to run slow. You get more like muscle uh, okay. built out of running slow. And uh, if someone's running faster than you, you just tell them to slow the fuck down. Yeah. Right. Slow down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You got good knees? Um, I think... Jumped around. They're working, bro. They're yeah. working. I, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for, um, for, for yeah, the movement of all, yeah. that all my shit's working. Brian Goldstein told me yesterday you guys are on the same app together. He's like, dude, Walter's got a really good pace. Oh, cool. He says nice. you guys give each other thumbs up on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I thumbs up Brian all the time. He's running <laughs> Santa, Santa Monica. He I runs know. a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he does. He's, he's, he's into it. Um, I've been. I've, I was getting my pace up pretty fast, and then I have a friend that's like a really awesome marathon runner yeah and uh he said dude you're running too fast slow down wow yeah um not that i was running that fast for marathon runners no but fast for me right okay. um right. but because he's his and then i look at his his app and he's running like way faster than i am i'm like what's happening bro and then he goes like well you haven't seen my real time that's mm -hmm. like you're like super flat fast time is like my slow time I was mm -hmm. like, ah. Oh. You pay attention to heart rate and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh no, okay. I I don't I I don't really check this the the stats on that at all. I mean, it's just kind of cool to like. Sometimes if you see that you, I don't even know when I'm running fast. Okay. It's right. just like I'll, you're just in the mood. You're just in the, you're mode, just in the yeah. zone. That's yeah. where you're at, and then I'll see it. I'm like, oh fuck, I ran fast. That was crazy. Mm -hmm. And then other times you think like I'm doing really good and I'm having a great run. You're just like, 
you were running slow. Um, but it's like any sort of physical activity or, or anything. You yeah. know, you just go at it one day and it's one way, and you go at it the next day and it's it's a different. That's how you feel. And sh- yeah, yeah. yeah. It's so, so many variables. So yeah, that was super inspiring. I want to run more because seeing you run, you know what I mean? Oh, dude, sure. it's great. It's, it's great. just so yeah. so cool to have that time, and you know, you're just like, it, it's like it's uh, it's all you also telling your body like, hey. I like you. Let's go out and do something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like your dog. Like you don't take, take your dog your body out. for a walk. You're taking <laughs> your body for a walk. Your dog, yeah. your body wants to go out and work. Yeah. And you know, especially mentally, it's, it's yeah. incredible. You, you know, probably like sleep good at night too. Yeah. Cause yeah. you, you're, you're more tired and I guess, I don't know, but I think that it's just like the basic message is like, I'm setting aside time to do something like for myself and for my body. Yeah. And my body goes, dude, I love you too. Let's yeah. go. It tremendously helped, uh, Especially in the recording process for for us, like in the studio, oh. mm-hmm. I was in uh, Sweden in the middle of nowhere, uh-huh. and I was just like, you know what, uh, we're gonna start recording later for vocals, you uh-huh. know. Yeah. So in the morning, I would get up and they were just like farmland and just start running, and Where I was that hate at? running. It yeah. was in Urubru, Sweden. Okay. And and there's just nobody around, you know, just farms, uh-huh. great air. Uh-huh. And then I just got addicted to it. But it's just like clearing, thinking about yes. lyrics, thinking lyrics about what's is going great. on. It's yeah. great for lyrics. It's like, oh, my God, yeah. Uh-huh. But I, I love that zone, like you were talking yeah. about, that you get in, where it's just like unbelievable. It's just like you can go anywhere, your body, you're you're not even thinking about your body. It's yeah. just yeah. like you're just doing it. You're the just motion. doing it. You're moving. And it's so important. You know, I yeah. think it's very... Uh, therapeutic in so many ways i loved it it's connected to playing too like the the i mean it's sort of different yeah, but you know cardio and stuff. yeah when when We're you're playing a show you're just like you're not really aware of what's going on right. you're just moving yeah. and so uh, obviously i would say playing a show is to look a little closer to like a basketball game but like mm. um running is more peaceful but yeah. it's that same thing that like mind body exactly. separation and you're just like you know this kind of like be here now experience you know yeah. if you think overthink a show like if you're on stage and you're thinking about lyrics do you for- start to forget shit? oh yeah of course that's every <laughs> or like whenever stop thinking about it. oh jesus christ <laughs> And uh, anytime, I think it's like anytime you think like, oh, I'm doing pretty good at this. Right. Is when you, when you like fuck it up, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just try to keep in the flow. But yeah, that's what I loved when I saw I saw Black Sabbath when they uh, Damn. when they got back together. <laughs> well, it was uh, the re- it wasn't original. It was like, what, but it was the original lineup. Yeah, and they came back. It was Pantera and Deftones opening, and I had fucking awesome seats. I was like in the fifth row of Black Sabbath. It was so cool at Nassau Coliseum, which is like the wow. most yeah kind of metal dirtbag place to see a band it, it is it can't believe it still exists that place it maybe it doesn't i don't know but uh i was really thrilled to see that ozzy like i'm seeing around the whole arena everyone knows like every single iota of this band every single song and i'm like i'm hearing like you know a bridge in one song and just thinking like okay that band is completely based on that bridge wow you know what i mean like they're so influential it's so amazing it's like culturally so magnificent and then i see like ozzy's like reading from a teleprompter he doesn't even know the fucking words wow he doesn't know the words and i was like i love that <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's yeah. great yeah. and he's a little bit older than us so. yeah of course yeah, yeah. of course it's but lot. it's just like he's, he's a human probably dude. a little bit more than us too i think a little bit at more. least me for sure yeah i mean yeah. he's he's probably had his brains rattled quite a few times uh, over i the would years. think so um, <laughs> yeah but yeah teleprompter for sure yeah. yeah um i have a question about the title of the new record distant populations yeah is that a play on words like because it was written during the pandemic maybe social distance i don't know uh-huh 
Is that? Is oh, I didn't even think of that. Different hmm. populations, different worlds have living like this during the time you record. Oh, I just thought about that today. That is very cool. I I think a lot of things kind of pop off Pretty of good, it. Right? Yeah, yeah, that was good. Um, I really thought about that. Today. I don't know why? I, I was thinking I, it was the lyrics were written before okay. the pandemic. So I was thinking probably more on the lines with a, along the lines of um, in, in an initial way, like um, here I am in New York City. I have restaurants. I have all this kind of cool shit around me. I'm doing all this stuff, you know. Um, but yet how I participate in this society and what allows me to like be here mm-hmm. is is connected to the way people are living in countries far away from me and like how we're affecting each other like whether that's through like uh online you know kind of connection and our awareness of each other yeah versus like you know i mean in in political senses and in like economic sense like in a political sense it could be you know like what the you know united states just got out of afghanistan like what the fuck were we doing over there that whole time like but yet i'm living in new york having cool vegan food and like and paying taxes that are paying for people to get droned at a fucking wedding and and and, you know it's like okay to be like patriotic but this is like beyond that it's like Mm -hmm. it's like how are we affecting each other and what are we doing to each other because that that, that's our our um how how we relate to each other uh, as human beings and and is is if if someone cast violence on someone else like yes okay so but that is also violence on yourself and like that's what's what's happening and i think on a on a more and a more smaller level um you know what what am i doing on the train like sitting here like on my phone everybody's like everybody's engaged in their little scenario yeah. on, on the train or like at, at any moment in your own household and, and i'm not it's not an anti-technology thing is because it's like that's just where we're at but just in the sense that we're so individuated right now as as people like so i got my instagram account you know i'm doing this like i'm gonna take a picture here today like i'm doing that i'm i'm creating this sort of like thing about my life that's individuating like my choices yeah. my what i identify with and all this kind of stuff but in that in that quest like i'm becoming as a human being like way more alone in many ways and and that's what's happening to everybody you know where we're super isolated you know what i mean in in our quest to be like i'm gonna be you know i could do anything or i'm gonna be this person or i'm gonna be Mm -hmm. that person you know it's just like it's it's not a moral judgment because it's just like the society that we live in yeah but but if you you know took a hundred years ago like obviously like you know my mom's family she came from like 14 children like your fucking life is your fort you're in that house yeah. Forty, you can't get that's your zone yeah. mm-hmm. you know what i mean and family is that bonding thing or maybe it was the church and so your identity would be like i'm a member of this family right i'm a i believe in this god and i'm probably going to marry this girl and we're going to have a family like this and yeah. that kind of thing so like that seems like in some ways like to us like lame like you don't have any choices like you know you can't be gay you can't mm-hmm. be you know yeah. there's the, the, like that's whack right so we don't want that but at the same time like people's understanding of who they were was like more communal and all that and we're just like right now in a sort of tr- very rapid transition so i don't know like I, that's that's just see i was just vibing on that's that idea vibe, though <laughs> you wrote that before the pandemic yeah, because I, you know, even like in before that, dude, the world was fucking crazy before the I pandemic. Know, I know, yeah. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. January 6th, that happened before the pandemic. Yeah, that's true. Like people are like fucking, and I'm not saying like, 
Um, sure. I'm not getting into the politics of it. I'm yeah. just just c- connecting to like how people are th- feeling and thinking about yeah. themselves and about their neighbor and um, the the state of of um, discourse is just like and really sh- the world being divided. Yeah, divided on of, yeah. any fucking thing. Anything, you know, yeah, so it's yeah. like a- any sort of like you know, it, it's it's like you can't put anything forth without people passionately say oh it's a nice day out ah, it's i've seen better uh <laughs> I well i think it's kind of nice well fuck you it's ugly out know, you know like know, do you think that well i scientifically believe that it's not a nice day right. you know what i mean and it just becomes like everyone's so fucking crazy because but that's mostly on the internet too nobody's really gonna have an argument in your face about the weather no and i think that that's you know that, what i mean that, mm, yeah. no i haven't seen well, it. i don't know yeah right. yes okay. and no but there's a lot unsaid you yeah, know what I mean, as well because you just don't want to like Hey, I love my friend. I might have different views from them. So, like, I don't need to talk to them about the things that I disagree with them back. Is that being (laughs) fake? I don't know. Maybe it is. But I'm just trying to, like, get through my time with the love that I've got and, like, and with with the, 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 you know, the, the relationships that I have and the people that I care about to, like do my part to maintain them and maybe yeah. there's there's some things that it's just like you don't want to talk about it maybe that's bullshit but that's like there's a lot of bullshit in the world there is yeah but stuff like that is what yeah. i'm thinking about how oh, we're like that, how man. we're distant from each other like you know why why is everyone so pissed off about mexican can people or, or people trying to get into the country immigration um okay because they think they're going to take something from us that we that we should have because we're here already but what's about what about the effects of why those people are coming here in the first place what does the united states government have to do mm-hmm. with yeah, the, the conditions that are creating that crisis yeah and like there's deeper there yeah it's deeper than I that guess, yeah, but people just kind deep. of like resign themselves to the thing that they feel about it and it doesn't mean that it's not real or it doesn't mean that's not valid mm-hmm. yeah but it becomes um sort of uh you know uh, what is it called when you turn it into like a weapon you know weaponized mm-hmm. you know weaponized, what i mean yeah. to like keep other people's information away from you or to beat other people with your opinion and um people are stressed and fucked up from it so anyway yeah, yeah. damn dude i just went no, on a tangent great. With that, you fucking broke it down so mm-hmm. i was really off with the um, social distance no that was cr- that was okay. great okay, dude okay. that was super prescient and i think it like kind of winds into into that kind of shit so yeah. I, I think it's very on point and um so that was recorded before the pandemic or during the pandemic the vocals were recorded the the all the tracking we finished the tracking on my birthday on march 10th and then lockdown was like on the fifteenth. So after the oh, persistence wow. tour, after persistence after persistence, tour? I went went home after persistence. Wow! Finished that record or re- did the vote? I don't know. Maybe we had recorded part of it by the time I was wow. out on persistence, and maybe just went and finished it. And um, and at that point, I was just like, oh yeah, you know this COVID thing. I think China's gonna fucking whatever. they're, yeah. they're gonna take care of this. They're gonna you know disappear whoever has it and it'll be fine and then you know shit just broke down crazy really man. hard but yeah. um but i was really happy to have the the, the bulk of the, of the, the yeah. music completed so i didn't have to do shit during covid really. where did you record that at um with Pennsylvania? um yeah in pennsylvania with will yip who's an amazing producer you worked from, on the last on the all the, the on last... interiors the last the, okay. the prior one yeah um uh-huh. i had worked with him i produced um title fight record uh shed and will was an engineer and i worked with him on that and we just had such a great time and he's so talented and so amazing and from that time he had just done so many really really cool records uh we we were talking about turnstile earlier he he, he did some turnstile records uh code orange just like balance composure so many great records and uh he's just so talented and really 
gets us as people. And so whenever there's like some sort of like uh, musical question, we had someone from the outside that like had a, an objective opinion that we all respected. Yeah, it's good. And he's a lot of fun. And so, yeah, we recorded out in Philadelphia and, um, you know, kind of it's in the suburbs and uh, we got an Airbnb house. That was pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Do you usually think, I'm sorry, did I cut you? No, yeah, go, go. I don't know. Do you, when you're writing, do you usually have lyrics before the music or the music before? I would love to, but I usually just, it comes out of just the fucking stress of having to sing. I'm like, God damn it. If I don't <laughs> sing, if I don't write something cool on this, it's going to suck and it's going to be on me. I kind of remember this about you, like in the, oh, in I the hate it. quicksand starting phases. Oh, I'm of not like, one of these dudes like on tour, like sitting with like a journal and shit. Okay. Like, you know, I do put th thoughts in my uh, phone out of like a certain sort of um, like, holy shit, that's kind of a cool thing. Maybe I yeah. could use that later, you know, but I don't like, I, I don't right. do that too much. So, uh, mm -hmm. so yeah, but in the end. Um, so it's coming like from the music. Yeah. And another thing before I forget. Yeah. So did the artwork come first? No, no. Actually, it's interesting. Okay. Um, we, I mean, yes and no. We. Because uh, I love the artwork. Thank it's, you. And it's thanks, great. The video thanks. stuff. It's it's fucking brilliant. Oh, it's, thanks so much. Mm -hmm. Um, we. The cool thing is we finished all the tracking. I mean, we still had to mix it during COVID, but uh, that you know we just took our time with it and it was super fun in that regard because there was no pressure. Uh, but the artwork initially, um, Sergio had put you know, sent something to our, you know, our, our thread about, you know, this, this kind of like monster image, this like Japanese monster image. And it was a really cool image. It was from like the sixties or the seventies, oh, but cool. we, we couldn't use it because it was like, you know, copyrighted. We didn't know the artist. And, uh, so it got me thinking about this artist that I know, uh, Tetsu Nori, uh, Yara Nara, Nara Yara. And, um, he, uh, is, uh, amazing I, I he i saw his work at this comic book store around the block for me or illustrated novel kind of space i don't know what they call it but um i thought his work was perfectly like fun and scary and um and 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 was allowed you to kind of, you know how like what the kind of brand of record like i mean a lot of metal records are like this but like eddie like what's the world that eddie lives in right. you know yeah, when you're yeah. listening to iron maiden you could be thinking of like these brummy dudes from you know or i don't know if they're from birmingham but you know what i mean like whatever <laughs> iron maiden dudes do yeah, yeah you yeah. know like they're people right so you know that's cool um but when you think of Eddie and his world, it takes the music to mean something like aces high. It's like yeah. something yeah. else. So um, I thought that that would be a fun or we we all thought that that would be a fun way to, to like, you know, here I was just telling you breaking down like what does distant populations yeah. mean? It's sort of like heady or stuff or it can be it can be yeah. that. Um, but if you put it in this like kind of magical universe where it's like kind of Star Warsy it can mean something else, which is what star Wars is really a lot of, or star Trek or something mm -hmm. like we're, yeah. we're, we're projecting our, you know, hopes and fears and, and all this kind of stuff on this like magical universe and tapping into it in that way. So it doesn't have to be about, you know, the fucking mundane shit in our own world or the yeah, things yeah. that we have that are too loaded that we feel too strongly about, you know, it's fucking awesome. Yeah. 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 Incredible. Um, one of the, one of the songs on there that I like too is, uh, did I write it? Did I spell it wrong? Rusted? Brussels? Brushed? Brushed. I'm sorry. I wrote it wrong. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My spelling's so bad. You look at my shit. My writing is so bad. I'm sorry. Brushed. Oh, my God. I like the hip-hop intro. <laughs> yes. I like. I love that. Like, sample. Like, I'm, yeah. it was awesome. I just like oh, the, cool. the vibe of that. Yeah. Especially if you listen to Turnstile, and they have cool intros in between their stuff and melodies and stuff. But that was... Yeah, oh, cool. I'm you glad you dug mean? that. And then, and then this, is, this is a crazy 
So I'm going to, but, but Katakana, what's it called? Katakana. 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 Yeah. So, so, Kata, so Katakana, I don't know if this happened on purpose, but Katakana has almost the same riffing as can opener. Uh, you get, you got it. You win. <laughs> Bingo. No, I love, I just love that. <laughs> yeah. Because I listened to it. Uh, we, we talked about it. I was just yeah, running. I was like, oh my God, it's got the same. But yeah. I loved. Yeah. It works for that song. It's, it's callback. Like it right? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's just like yeah, it worked for can cool. opener. It works for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, unless you really know quicksand and this may be your first time hearing them. You might not know about. No, it was great because it, it definitely had those. Elements that made quicksand uh-huh. all on this but album. I was tripping. Like yeah. the basis of this album, uh-huh. which was really, it became like one of my favorite albums. Was that on purpose? Uh, be- uh, it Sorry. was on, on purpose. It was, uh, I mean, I was realizing that it was can opener. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I'm so glad I mentioned it. I did <laughs> recognize crazy. it, but I just thought we're recontextualizing. I mean, it's slightly different. It's kind of like... Um, Am I the first person to mention it to you? To you? Uh, you might be, but I mean, we talk about it. It's an open secret. Okay. Um, okay. But, uh, you heard it first here, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. We we think it's the more fun can opener. Okay. Like the other can opener. I love can opener too. Can opener is great. You, put, you posted that song the other yes, day. Why? Yeah. Because <laughs> I've been tripping on And it. I was just thinking about the other day. It's like, fuck, can opener is a good song. Um, Dude. Because I don't usually think about that one too much but it is a really cool one but um this one has got like i don't know just, it's just we recontextualize it it's yeah, got it's this all, kind of like cool we can do that recycle yeah in a sense and like yeah i mean what that's what for a har- hardcore trick like what is expectations but positive outlook backwards yeah <laughs> you know or <laughs> but i was tripping oh i was like what i heard god. that i was like oh my god that's fucking so <laughs> i heard this before but this is still a great song too is you know what i mean what's that song mean what's that title mean katakana is uh the japanese have a, a few different alphabets you know how you look at the, the japanese writing or i think probably all asian writing like chinese probably is the same so they have all these ancient characters and then they have some other kind of like secondary uh like kind of how how they you know right in business yeah. is like another kind of thing and then they have another one where like what are foreign words how do you convey foreign words and uh, katakana does foreign words in, in japanese wow and so um i just think it's cool to um the idea of taking something that's new or foreign is like not really the right word exactly but um yeah something that you don't know and to uh bring it into your own language and to uh you know assimilate or to embrace you know what i mean to 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 to, as you're on the earth like you know collect and learn and yeah and be so i i don't i thought that was a a i always thought it's so cool that the asian countries have because how the fuck i mean i it's i sound stupid saying but how the hell do you understand that i have enough trouble with the 26 letters that we have yeah and they have got (laughs) you know like yeah you know this little thing over there and like you draw a house and then there's like a bird over there and that means something i don't know i mean it sounds ignorant but you know but that they created an alphabet to to um for for that kind of thing i thought it was a cool idea yeah do you read a lot uh I read, but I, I don't think I'm a good reader these days. I'm, I'm, I pick up all. I actually wrote one of the songs about uh, about it. It's like I read books. I read like a hundred pages, and then I'm just done. That's, my, that's the song I was just thinking about yesterday. Yeah, yesterday, yeah. So you, you get off track, you forget about, it, go back to it or something. I go through periods, you know, where I'm like really into it, yeah. and and then. I, I find myself when I can read a book easily. It's like usually nonfiction, and I feel like that's sometimes cool but I, what i want to read is fiction because i think fiction is more challenging mm-hmm. and, and so uh 
Uh, but I, I haven't really been reading much. I'm reading this book now called um, All Night Stand. There's a really cool bookstore around the block for me that's selling like um, just really cool editions of, of just books. They were just really well crea- yeah. curated, mm-hmm. like hard covers, like where the covers are fucking dope from like the 70s or 60s. Kind of thing that you put on your on your bookshelf and it's just like, damn, that looks cool. Yeah. <laughs> so I took one of and these. And then you never read it or you do read it? I'm trying to like buy. <laughs> I'm trying to like, so it doesn't just become some sort of like um thing yeah. where I'm just spending money, but I don't mind supporting a store like that. But um. Yeah, read the friggin' book. Mm-hmm. So I'm reading this book. It's called All Night Stand, and it's about this band in the '60s, like um, from like Liverpool. They're from Liverpool, and it's about them touring in around the same time as the Beatles, like going to Germany. So they're talking about Germany, oh, shit. and it's like their experience of Germany is like, dude, I know what that's like. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? But it's from the '60s. You know, like their vibe is. Um, so it's interesting. I can relate to it. You know, like that. That kind of. I mean, people touring in the '60s is not that different from people touring now in a lot of ways. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so, and then the New Direction Vans channel, mm-hmm. 66. Like, mm-hmm. how'd that come about? It was so cool seeing that pop up during the pandemic. Oh, uh, thanks. Um, yeah, my friends, I just, from over the years playing Vans, House of Vans and stuff like that, that I've just become friends with people yeah. at Vans. And uh, I have a friend, uh, a really special person that I know from um, from New York. She used to do a thing called the um, uh, Rock Lottery. Okay. And what you do is you go, you show up early morning uh, on like a Saturday early morning and there's a bunch of musicians and you know bass players, drummers, singers, etc. Uh, a whole full room full of them. We did it at the Knitting Factory, and you just draw lots and you make up a band that day. Wow! And then you have to play the show that night. You have to write four songs. You can do four one co- songs. That's you have to do crazy. one cover, but you do got to do four songs. That's a lot. Wow! And it's ringers. <laughs> you know, like people that are good yeah Uh, okay yeah i mean not everybody's you know at a high i think everyone's at a pretty enough level to get invited Mm -hmm. of course (laughs) so um there was great people the band that i did it with um delicate steve was in it delicate steve is an amazing guitar player uh he does instrumental music he's i'm a huge fan um and we were in a band together i didn't know him at all okay uh and we our band freaking rocked so hard <laughs> really? we fucking crushed that thing oh, we, were, so we were we were so stoked wow. and and everyone did covers we didn't do any covers we wrote four original songs awesome and they were badass and um, they're in the lyrics by that night i didn't sing okay okay there was that was the That's beauty cool. of it is like here we are you know it's like kind of one of these survival games like yeah you know what i mean like what what, what do you know how to do right. i know how to cook i know how to start fires i i'm a fast <laughs> runner i've got a strong back right. you know like so it was like that and uh this one kid wanted to sing so like good have at it and um the cool thing is no one's like uh calling you on not knowing the lyrics yeah. i guess you could have done anything just, yeah um, you can make them up as you yeah, go along, so, too. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. On the spot. So anyway, I'm, this is a long story short. Uh, <laughs> the person who ran Rock Lottery works at Vans and and uh, was involved in the Channel 66 thing. So uh, cool, so invited me to do it, and it's super fun. Where and do you film it at? We film it in Williamsburg on uh, on North Six, right by the Van store there. Yeah. And I've just it's been such a cool journey of like learning about relearning about hardcore, especially contemporary yeah. hardcore. Mm-hmm. New shit too. There's so much stuff. It's really. I think it's really popping off right now. I mean, maybe it's because I'm just happen to be paying attention. So I right. think mm-hmm. I think that that's true. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I believe I'm right about it because there's just so much energy and um, you know uh, people power going towards this like idea. And I think the music, uh, you know, what would be considered hardcore, you know, has always been kind of uh, difficult to put a finger on you because totally. because you could say like. 
okay, we're talking about Black Train Jack. So yeah. is Black Train Jack like a hardcore band? I mean, in a lot of ways, they're like just like a band with mm-hmm. cool songs that yeah. are happen to be fast. Like, good point. It's about the 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 ethos or the the idea behind it that yes. kind of makes it hardcore. And I find that. You know, because some th- or another band could be like, "What? What is that? Why is that hardcore? It sounds like a metal band. Like, what's, hey the, what's it? Hatebreed, hey hardcore kids. Right. Yeah. yeah, like how? Why is that not just a metal band? It's mm-hmm. about the ethos. I agree. You huh? know what I mean? So, it's interesting to see More how than the music. It, yeah, it's about like what's behind it. I mean, DIY is certainly a part of it. You know, like yeah. I think it has to do with, which I think is a, a, a very cool thing about it that prepped us early for life in th- these times. Is that you know doing shit yourself is like you know, making the t-shirt, making the call to do the show, um, you know, setting up the rehearsal, getting the shit together, getting the van, you know, bringing your friends into it to like, to boost the signal of like what it is. And and I see that happening now in, in such an incredible way because a lot of the information is out there. So what are people doing? Like when I did it, there was like a a crappy list of phone numbers that like 12 people had you From know whole country yeah yeah and then they invented the fax machine and then like all of a sudden all of a sudden yeah. 100 people had this shitty list yeah and um but now like the information is so incredible i mean it's just like matching the stage diving it's just like more fucking crazy and and athletic and and uh exciting no, so I, I love it, and uh, the people I work with are awesome and fun, and I bring my friends on. And, and I see you lose know, on there a lot, too. Lose on. Uh, I've had uh, Justin Skirty on a lot. My friend Drew is on a lot uh, from Bold. And, oh, uh, nice. Had cool guests, and just I'm learning about, you know, like I'm not like saying I'm hip to everything, but I am relatively knowledgeable. I mean, my, my Discovery Weekly on Spotify just went fucking crazy from all the hardcore I've been listening wow. to. I had all my cool like shit that I was into, my like new age vibes and soul <laughs> jams. And then all of a sudden it's just like, ah! yeah. <laughs> so you listen to new stuff all the time. Uh, I've slowed down slightly because it was just like, I couldn't A listen lot. to my discovery weekly. It was like, everything was just hardcore. So, um, yeah. but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm getting into a, a lot of the, a lot of the new stuff and just really digging on um, on how this hardcore thing just kind of keeps re-energizing and yeah. keeps attracting people and um, still has like an appeal that I think is uh, yeah, it's never become popular, you know. Although even Travis is wearing a grill biscuit shirt on Saturday Night Live, it's just like a T-shirt on Saturday Night Live. It's yeah. not like popular, <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? And I think that's kind of awesome because once something becomes like popular like some of my favorite bands i'd be like i love this band it's my favorite band this band's my favorite band and then when i see everyone in high school is into them i'm like man i'm not into them anymore because yeah, it, cool anymore. Yeah. it just doesn't doesn't make me feel like an individual like guy it doesn't mm. characterize me anymore and i think hardcore has done a good job of dodging that bullet of never being like you know punk has gotten it you know, like we're punk, you know, Green Pop Day, punk, whatever, I'm yeah. punk too. Okay, yeah. cool. Well then you're, you know, I mean, I'm not disparaging it. Everyone should like what they like, but you know, it's a com- com- very commodified yeah. hot topic. It's not like shocking. Yeah. You know? The cool about something like Travis wearing that shirt, it sends a shout out and signal to all of us who know what it is. Mm-hmm. So like the few that really know, I mean, a lot of people know, I'm saying like, it's, it's a group of people that would know that. Like, okay, that's, that's all. We, 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 yeah. that's sick. Travis knows, dude. Travis has Travis has experienced a lot of different stuff, and he recognizes like, yeah, 
fucking grill biscuits, bro. It's pretty sick. <laughs> it's the yeah. shit. So it's uh, like not a subliminal shout out, but it's to the people who come from the core. You're right. Yeah. They're like that's amazing. You yeah. Know that. People are like, what's a grill biscuit? You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I I think it's I think that that's at where it should be. I think that's why it has a, a appeal. Yeah. To to kids because they can make it. A they can make it their own. And always, if you say like, oh, what are you into? Oh, I'm into emo. Oh, I'm into punk. And then you say, oh, I'm into hardcore. Kind of sounds like. This motherfucker's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah. I, he seems like a nice guy or like this girl seems like she's pretty cool, but there must be a little Even bit. Even to this day. Yeah. It just sounds badass. You know, it's kind of like, what is there? There's hardcore porn. That's yeah. Like, that's like porn, but like hardcore, like mm-hmm. it's really, you know, and then there's just like hardcore music. Like it just sounds like there's none more extreme, but then you listen to it and some of it just sounds like pop music and yeah. it's, and it's, and it doesn't mean it's not hardcore. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? And some of it just sounds like just pure dark death. And yeah, and that's also hardcore. You know, it's yeah. about like where you play, how you make your t-shirts and what record labels you're on. Yeah. And, and like who you, ha- ha- that kind of thing. And, um, I just find it super interesting in that in that way because you know, in these times where it's like, you know, we were growing up when shoes were not as comfortable as they are now. Um, you know, you basically could choose from like the you know the five fucking Breakfast Club categories. You know what I mean? Like, and they were all like, you know, in the mall for you to. To, to join up to yeah. whereas now it's just like like everything dude there's like a shade between every single thing and it's that true. and that is the, that's i think as much as like i could paint the world in dire in a dire way like i think that that's awesome that that mm-hmm. people have that kind of thing you know yeah so yeah hardcore's like that and what about like um like new hip-hop stuff you listen to hip-hop i go into phases um and I'm, ju- I was in kind of like maybe last year. I was really listening to a lot of hip hop, but I mean, uh, like Danny Brown, I really love. Um, uh, Kendrick Lamar, obviously, are like these like level. Uh, that's just like insane. Yeah. Like I don't even. It, they're just like so fucking genius. It's 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 crazy. It's like yeah. more than Radiohead. Like blows my mind. Mm-hmm. Like um, Kendrick Lamar, especially. Do you look uh, at lyrics and break down lyrics into since you are a writer of lyrics like hip hop and stuff? I was listening to actually, yeah, going into distant population, I was listening to a lot of it just for the words. Okay. Because like, there's no way that you can, I don't think it's possible for Kendrick Lamar to like plot all that out. He has to just mm-hmm. be like always in the flow and then those things just come out. So I'm just trying to listen to it to like absorb it into my brain so that when I start saying things like all the good stuff I've ever come up with is about going over the bar of the line like where okay. it's just like you're saying something that you think is going to be end here but it doesn't end there it ends there mm-hmm. or it connects over there that's the really cool arty shit that, yeah. that people love whether they understand it intellectually or not that's what's fun and um hip-hop just like on such another level and then sometimes we're just sort of out of it like i remember telling friends oh man have you gotten into this band called the cool kids they're great and it's like dude that's old (laughs) or like or like you know um who did north north you know that song no um i don't know i'd send it someone else like dude yeah of course i know that that's old you know because for me i'm just like you know i'll get into it for like just check back in but it you know it might might that pendulum might swing like on a two to three year clip yeah could you write like a straight hardcore record right now if you wanted to? 
Um, can you go back and forth on that? Like when I think of like um, A Parts for B Actors, one of my favorite Robert School songs. Oh, thank you. And then it just got a feeling and a vibe to it. Then, then you go back to like, I don't know, hold your ground or yeah. fucking start to, well, that's more like poppy, but stylistically, yes, totally yeah. could do it. But, um, I think the, the lyrics are so important. Like yeah. you have to like, the lyrics gotta be fucking on point. And I think a lot of lyrics in hardcore, like, um, I mean, you can, you can make it by with saying something very, very basic and still have it be great because because you have a heart behind it there's like meaning behind it and there's like um but uh i guess i'm coming from having written the songs in hardcore that i wrote like i i'm really proud of them and i feel like i somehow covered a lot of the bases you did like how do i hold my ground harder than hold my ground yeah (laughs) you know how do i how do i how do i have higher hopes than high hopes yeah Yeah. you know like i kind of just hoped it out of the the park and i covered everything I mean, no, I haven't. Of course not. <laughs> but I mean, that that's the that's the mental impediment to it, and also like that. Um, I'm pretty happy with that part of my over. Like, I'm more yeah. I'm more into like seeing what I can do that's out of that because I feel yeah. like I've done that really well. Yeah, and I'm really really psyched on how that keeps reflecting well upon me and reminds me and of, aging well too. Sound wise, everything wise, yeah. all of it. It's it just it, it. It reminds me of like where I came from, like yeah. my my initial intentions and the 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 kind of school that I came up with, and that energizes me to like want to try to do something that like you know on this new record, even doing a new quicksand record is like yeah takes some. I mean, I'm not. It's not. It's not like so amazing but i mean it's just like why even fuck with it because you make a new record everyone already likes quicksand well you don't need to make another record mm-hmm. so if we're going to make a new record it's got to be really fucking good and have like a, a point behind it yeah. and so like that to me was an interesting challenge to do that and also within that the style of the songs that we did within quicksand is like we're going to take you someplace that some places like yeah we're going to give you a can opener again and you're so if you like can opener <laughs> you're going to be stoked we gave you the can hold on to the can if you if you if you if you're scared on this next one because it's totally weird or maybe or not weird but you know sequencing is perfect but it's different thank you you do that too um we sequenced the album we talked about it um the mastering guy did a great job though with the timing god i can't his name escapes me it's really fucked up but are you super anal on it like are you with that record to the very end obviously goes and gets mastered whatever that but Uh like the secret? Do you like? Are you on that shit? Super hands on. I I think I'm nicely checked by my friends in the mm. band um, because between Sergio, Allen, and Will, and even our manager, uh, you know, our team. Like as we're listening to this record, like I don't want to fly off the handle and be like neurotic about something. Mm-hmm. And if other people are like, if I'm questioning something, I don't feel weird about saying like, "Hey, I think this is a little bit loud," and, and I have and I have a I get a respect from those guys and like my opinion about that because you produce stuff too as well yes but i think but it's also the other way it's like if these guys think it's cool yeah. and i'm hung up on it like maybe i'm just hung up on to it involve right. to step back maybe. yeah and like if there's something that's really like no you guys are crazy this has got to be that way um it doesn't it hasn't needed to come to that so it's like we're all pretty much on the same page and like kind of you know you guys are in the creative process you know like shit you know some like line or some little aspect could be like, oh man, this is the difference between, you know, everything. <laughs> like this could mean everything. If this, I could do it better. I swear. I do it again. Yeah, and and you get hung up on that thing, and then when the record's finally finished, you just totally don't remember what that thing was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
and it's actually with something else that you're pissed off at or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but um, uh, you have to live with once. Yeah, out. in the case of this record, there was a couple of things which even towards the end, I was just like, ah, I think that I would have done this this way. Um, but I, I'm fine with it. It's not if people don't like the record because of that, then fuck them. You know, like mm -hmm. I, it's just the weird world we live in. Yeah. And then I don't remember any of those things. And now the record sounds perfect to me. Mm -hmm. I feel that way about like probably you know all the really great ones that I've that I've done. You yeah. Know? You have you know. such a sick resume, man. Thank you. Yeah, it's pretty. It's fucking Thank crazy, you. man. I mean. Thank you. I mean, you should. It's. I'm. I'm sure you're proud of it. You know what I mean. Mm. I'm grateful. Like it's yeah. just. It's just. Because you're just doing. I mean, you guys do it too. Like you have like your albums or your work that's great, and the fact that it came out great is like, you guys just worked at it, did it, and fucking stuck with it, and then it came out, and then all of a sudden, like, damn, this is a cool thing. But it's yeah. just like, but you approach everything like that. Some of my stuff, like, I think is great. Other people don't care about it. Uh, mm -hmm. There's some things I think are not that great, but other people like it change their lives. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's all just like relative. But um, is there stuff you put out that didn't have uh, the I don't want to say the reaction, but that wasn't accepted the way you thought it would be, or perceived, or yes. digested? And you're like, what the fuck? They missed it. I don't know. For sure. I mean. It's, I think like, um, the walking concert album, I think is like my best, not my best record, but best lyrics. It's like fucking okay. awesome it's song structures. Um, I was just fucking writing amazing shit. I think <laughs> it, no, I mean, I hope, <laughs> I mean, you guys know me, so I'm not I'll trying to be, be I'm right. not, I, I, I don't, I won't. Oh, no, it's not no, it's like pretty, that. It's just like me with myself. Like other people, did, obviously, but yeah. the point I'm bringing up is other people right. did not agree with me. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so I'm, I'm not deluded in that. No, but, I know. But I think as as a, as a, I think it's just because people are into me for certain things, things. You know what I mean? And I think I've challenged that in mm -hmm. a lot of ways. But um, you know, some things are just like, okay, cool. We're psyched for you that you're into that, but we're not yeah. following you there. And uh, but that's part of of doing it. And I'm so happy that, um, all the experience that comes from that is like still in me. And, uh, and I, you know, and yeah. so that, that kind of is cool in the end. Anyway, I, I got, I got a, I got a text from Tim Armstrong. I told him I was going to have him in the podcast. Oh, cool. He's like, I love that. Oh, Walter is so t rad. Walter is so talented. Much respect. Yeah. And right back at him. Cause with Tim saying that to me, it's like, I consider you like my East coast, Tim Armstrong in a sense, mm. because East for the coast, West coast, nice. cause, well, cause I love Tim's writing. Mm -hmm. He produces, you know, uh, pink, uh, Jimmy cliff transplants, all that stuff, yeah. projects. And then you're the East coast guy. I was done a million mm -hmm. other, same thing. You know what yeah. I mean? It's uh, awesome. It's, We're both uh, from the same world in a sense. We've been, been very lucky. Like I know Tim was uh, up at Gilman street and like, yeah, just like hanging out, going to the shows and just had like an, a, an ear and, and a drive for music. And, mm -hmm. um, so the fact that like a little place like Gilman street could like carry him on this whole journey of, of his life is, is, is pretty awesome. Not that it was Gilman street, it was him, yeah, but you know, but, that, yeah. but finding that community and that sort of audience, you know, which I was lucky to find in New York, you know, like I found an audience where like, you know, through through the GB or being in Warzone or Youth Today, we're like that just to was name a few. Yeah, just name a few. <laughs> off, you know, I don't know. Those are the first names that came to mind. No, I love those names. Um, <laughs> but that, uh, you know, I, before I was into hardcore, I was into like, uh, you know, U2 or The Smiths yeah. or REM or you know these bands that were really big that were playing like Radio City Music Hall yeah. or even Madison Square Garden. But like once I got into hardcore, it's like. CBGB's is Madison Square Garden. Like that's 
that's that's the audience that I want to funnel my energy into, which is yeah. is really not smart commercially. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the 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 upside of that is that like it's such a magical thing that just keeps fucking keeps keeps that. germinating and uh, you know uh i'm gonna aim all of my talents at something that's not popular yeah that's <laughs> so it's kind of crazy you right say that. yeah, when, yeah. I, when i think about so the music that influenced me like a lot of stuff early on like Judas Priest or mm-hmm. ACDC. They right. were playing stadiums yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, but when hardcore did come in, I was like, CBGBs. Yeah. That's where we That's have where to play. That's the spot. It's because like people Madison were... Square Garden kind of lost. I was like, with Kiss, I was like, oh man, that's yeah. the place. But yeah. then it was like, CBGBs. It's... It seems so unreal. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, how, what am I going to do? Like, wear these crazy outfits and like get really good at guitar and like <laughs> play a fucking lame like sh- battle of the bands until i get discovered like but, it, but it's like, interesting ha- that it's like when you're that young you're like okay it's like no that's not gonna happen no. but you know as time goes on you start to see other bands you run yeah. other musicians who uh-huh. are getting better at their craft yes true i it, mean that had a big influence it's like man maybe it's good to practice yes and, and get like i have so much like Seeing those people that were at our level that weren't the greatest musicians get better yeah. really had an influence on me. Mm-hmm. You know, like I was like, shit, I, I, I need to step up my game. Yeah. Like, this is so cool to see this person transform. Yes. And I love that transformation. Yeah. It was so like, you know, it was, it was just really, really nice to be around. It's For like, sure. wow, wow. Yeah. But it still is. Still yeah, is. no, absolutely. Yeah. But I saw that with you, you know, yeah. I mean, there was this transformation. It was like, always like, man. Really going outside of the box. Really, totally. again, uh-huh. again, again, again. And it was like, that's, you know, the life of an artist, of a yeah. musician. It's like, I think that's a big goal, you know, when you yeah. become a musician. Yeah. It's interesting, you know. You like sure. the longest running contract probably with Island Records ever had. You on the, it seemed like forever on there. It's me and Elton John. Mm. Yeah, I just for made that. Up. I just made that up. No, but you uh, were for a long time though. But yeah, I was on they for a long time. All your projects, it seemed. They did. They did. I mean, I think that it kind of. Um, like to find myself uh, supported for all these years. I mean, I'm you know I'm doing the work, you know, yeah, like course. I'm I'm into it. But um, I just feel very very lucky and blessed, and just like to be where I was at the time that I was at, and to be with the people that I was with, you know, like in in whether it was in like hardcore with like you know being in GB and like the R vibe and um you know with Ray in youth today Ray Capo and like his like whole charisma and yeah. like learning from him and um you know into like you know being inspired by people like say like you know I know it's someone that you know we all respect like Ian Mackay like yep. taking like you know Minor Threat and basically writing the whole you know with a few other bands I would put include in there but basically yeah. writing the formula for the hardcore and DIY and all that kind of yeah. stuff and then reinventing that you know, marginally with Embrace, I think, but then especially with That's, Fugazi, yeah. uh, just taking like the whole ethos and like and the musicality and what you can do with this music, but yet still remain appealing on a hardcore level. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that, how far afield you could go. <laughs> like, yeah. like you would be to me. I, I was just like, and you know, and then it mixed with other kinds of music like shoegaze music from England and all, yeah. all uh, you know, where people are just like taking uh, 
or the Smiths, like Morrissey's lyrics, you know, like where people are going out on these like far limbs and like, how can you bust out of the, um, the formula that works well. Like I think of like hardcore is like kind of like cabinet building. Like you, you, you they're, they're solid, they're functional. It's yeah. like your, your band is like what you put in the cabinets, but basically they're cabinets, they're rectangles and squares and there's some diagonal ones too. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's, <laughs> and that's really what it is. Um, but what, when you, um, you know, Fugazi is just doing some awesome next level shit. They're next building level. really outside the cabinet, yeah. but you can hear you the know? Fugazi and quicksand, but, Except you guys had way harder balancing breakdowns. Yeah, we were more. We're from you know, it's indicative of New York. Rhythm. Yeah, we're we're coming from New York. I mean, we we were writing for the mosh pit still. Right. Yeah, you know what I mean. Even though it's like not like as like aggressive necessarily than a lot of like what you would associate with like New York, like you know, mosh pit kind of stuff. But that's what was happening. You know what I mean. And we we were. We, we were looking to go there but you know that just just didn't stop there you know even as soon as we accomplished that i was into doing something else so yeah. it's just like how does and then i can return to stuff you know like you asked you me about bored? doing hardcore yeah um like doing civ album for example is like returning Damn you returning to that <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. no we're gonna talk about that yeah which but, album the first one yeah you know okay yeah definitely yeah. the first album yeah. i was just saying like you Incredible brought album. you brought my dreams up walter and then you destroyed them oh which and one? it was like a roller coaster ride of the music like i'm actually where i'm at i am you know i have a, a lot of a thanks to give to you because uh-huh. there's like ups and downs that you brought mm-hmm. into my life that mm. you may not have known but oh it's nice man. yeah yeah especially with like crisis records when you started that yeah it was a subsidiary of revelation yes. and that signed uh outface my first like mm-hmm. wow, real I didn't band know that. i didn't know such that. a good band came to new york to record with Don Fury, yeah. which was like a dream come true. You put that legendary. all together. Yeah. Legendary Don yeah. Fury. I was just like, oh my God. And that's when he had his, his uh, that was pre-ADAT too, I think. Yes. So it's a better sounding recording. Oh man. So that was like a life-changing experience. Yeah. I was like, this is incredible. Yeah, doing it. Ended up like moving to New York with like, after doing that whole process a little bit later with Charlie. Yeah. And then you goddamn wrote that goddamn Civ album. Yeah. And then Charlie was gone. Sammy oh. was gone. They left the band that we were playing. We had a band together, Overfiend. And that, you know what? I wasn't mad. I was yeah. like, You were stoked for your boys. Dude, I'm I was sorry, stoked dude. for them. And I was just like, mm, uh, That's cool. So but I, I mean, I, I didn't blame them. Yeah. I was like, Yo, this is an opportunity. Yeah. The songs are great. Yeah. You guys are going to tour. You're going to do yeah. everything. And I was just like, and she blew damn. Up, damn. But it personal. pushed me harder yeah. you know, to really like stay with you know music and yeah. to create another band out of And look where you're at now, separator, right, bro. Right, That's So it, it all was, it was super important, like those aspects of like really like, oh my God. So when you come to think of it, I should be saying you're welcome then. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Glad we had this talk. This is true. This <laughs> is true. This is <laughs> That's kind of when my, my my band was on hiatus and I got my brother an audition for Julie Lewis and the Licks and then he got the gig and she took him away for nine years. That was my fault. I love right, Juliet. Right. Oh, you, you, you got uh, him the audition. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, Juliet listen. gave her the music then Todd stood in front of her at her house with a boombox playing the song, singing him in front of her. Playing he was like, that's it. That's my guy. And that was it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, those guys are gone. I was like, oh, all right. All right. We did like one show. Yeah. And I was like, this is going to be magical. That was good. Over, over Fiend over was Fiend. sick. Yeah, it was and good. And you were stoked about it. I was, yeah. I guess I didn't see it in those terms. I, I uh, And I was doing it. <laughs> 
So <laughs> glad you finally talked about. So had it. I had I thought about it that way, so oh, that's not fair to Derek. We can't do this. <laughs> it's all good. I, man. <laughs> I was so happy to see Sim do so well. Yeah, yeah, that was, was crazy. Fun, man. it was awesome. great, dude. And it was really fun because the the songs, you know, were it was fun and poppy. Yeah. Like where I was doing, like Quicksand was getting like more heady and kind of like jagged. So it was really fun to step into something else that was fun and like such a great squad of people Absolutely, so, so yeah. we were just like you know <laughs> just it was it's very was much more like light and fun in that that regard so then you know that that's just kind of like the cool thing about you know so you asked me if i could write hardcore stuff like that yeah. under those circumstances i yeah, could that was do a good example. i was you just in the right it. i was right. just in the right headspace at right. that time so um yeah uh, I think when it comes, you know, like it comes, but, uh, you know, this, this, the cool thing about hardcore is, is just like, dude, just get, pick up a guitar, make a box and then make a second box, yeah. make the third thing go slower and then you're good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the lyrics are important in the melody. But the too. lyrics are important. You know what I mean? If, if they're not fucking like clever, at least you got to sing them with heart. And if you yeah. sing them with heart, that's really that's the most important thing. Yeah. Even if they are clever, you have to like yeah, deliver absolutely. it with, uh, a, 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 with the, the feeling of like the kid on the, in the audience is like one step below you feels that they could be you and could 100%. do it, you know? And, mm -hmm. and that's like, it's not a trick. It's just you drew in it or you're not. Yeah, you that could have been the second, the sip record could have been set. Your goals could have been the second GB record. If it was called that, yeah, I mean that was kind of like the thinking of it, but I mean I think you know if G I mean? if GB if it was called Grill Biscuits, I don't think I think it would have been you know even then, I think people would have, would have received it differently because yeah. you're fucking with something that people feel ownership over, like mm. you know what I mean. So it's like can't wait one minute more is fucking fun, but, but so it's also really it. funny and silly. But so it starts today though. It's got yeah, the poppy. It is. Vibe. It's kind of basically the same song in a way. It's kind of a can, uh -oh. classic can opener. <laughs> situation <laughs> is it dun, 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 but you told me early on i remember you telling me you're like oh you know with quicksand there was certain part of like in the very beginning because i was a roadie uh, for you guys on the you, classic on tour the classic dude. tour yeah that was reach you know was mentioned in kevin's kevin's uh thing yeah kevin's documentary yeah that was an epic journey that was like homer yeah. like uh the iliad or something it was it, like an epic journey <laughs> it was an epic journey i was yeah. a roadie yeah you asked charlie to come and uh to play guitar yeah and i remember we we're talking about i can't remember which quicksand song but it's down on backside uh yeah and you're like that idea you're like it came from bob dylan yeah, and I and then oh, when yeah. you showed me, I was like, "Oh, right." So Damn. anytime I hear Bob Dylan, that song that he does, yeah, um, I'm like, "And he's on the fleet foot back shit, even yeah. on the beach, the subterranean wow. homesick blues." And I was like, "That's yeah. sick." I was this like, dude. "That's." I was like, "Yo, that's <laughs> so cool how you flipped that." Yeah, and it always stuck in my head. I was like, "That's you know, that's what we're talking about like music having an influence. It's always taking from whatever yeah, too. Exactly, it always happens. Yeah, you can always find that. And I thought that was really cool, especially back then. I was like, "Damn, this is on some another level shit." But that whole vibe, but going out to like Canada, like, and, I could still like Bob Dylan and be punk. I, I mean, Bob Dylan's doing right, right, yeah, this yeah. Dude's hardcore yes. bands, he's listening. To it just opened my mind to listen to more different styles of yeah music, yeah you know? i mean bob dylan is punk i mean yeah, he absolutely he was singing about like social unrest and like addressing it right. like in a very head-on way and uh 
on his own terms yep. by on his own steam. Yeah. yeah. So that's like punk as fuck. Totally you know, and punk. then when people yeah. then when people like accepted him and were like, "Oh, tell us what to do, Bob." He <laughs> right. fucking took a bunch of uh, drugs and fucking wrote like sick records that <laughs> that people were then pissed off at. Wow. And he didn't give a shit then either. So punk. he's like Ray Capo and Johnny Rotten at the same time, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like or or you know, like he, he, there's pieces of that. He, he's very punk. But I was thinking also like that kind of cadence, you know, at that yes. time. I mean, we were listening to so much hip hop at that time too. Oh, yeah. Like right. basically, like Public Enemy was just like religiously oh, okay. like everywhere all the time in any group of friends. Yeah. True. It's just like it's like there was like probably like eight to ten hip hop records at that time that like right. any average person would know every word to every song. Just Airbnb it's rock. Very, very yeah, true. because yeah. it was just that's what was. You know, that's what was are just like so good, so good and powerful. powerful. And so we're just kind of like, you're just like soaking that up too. So like, I think especially in that, that, um, you know, all the, all anyone in our crew at that time was, was probably picking up on that as well. Yeah. Yeah. But I remember like first time hearing when I lived in GB house in Queens with you guys was hearing like the sugar cubes for the first time, Mm. uh, meet his murder, Smith's playing your bedroom, Mm -hmm. Bjork. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe Shaky Cubes is first of that. Yeah, I was always interested in in. Uh, it's funny, like hardcore, is so goddamn like defining in a way. Well, to me, like I mean, I shouldn't say goddamn. It's fine. It's cool. But um, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like you're into this hardcore thing for this like period of time, and I think some people are just like massively into it for mm-hmm. sure, and just like that's what they do: eat breakfast, hardcore, yeah. lunch, hardcore, smoothie in the afternoon, hardcore. Um, like hardcore smoothie, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> late nights, late night snack, hardcore. Um, but you know, like you're in this 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 thing, like so intensely. For me, it was probably like a year and a half of just like I'm not interested in any other kind of music or any kind of lifestyle or anything that doesn't help me in my quest to know everything about hardcore and punk. Wow. I don't care. I, I don't care about Echo and the Bunny Man. Right. I don't. I don't think that's cool. Yeah, I'm not interested. Don't. Yeah, the blinders. Are yeah, yeah. Blinders. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not interested in indie rock. I don't care about it. Like I'm just into this. And then. At a certain point, I went like, okay, I think I've exhausted my my brain on this, and now I'm back open to other shit, and wow. um, and you know, and then stuff like Sugar Cubes comes in, and that that uh, you know, and I was into the Smiths and stuff like it before hardcore, so I maybe like put it on the on the back burner, but yeah, um, right, that right. that's always. I mean, I think we're all very eclectic music listeners, you sure. know, no, no, like no, all the yeah. three of us, and right. and that. Again, it's like drawing into the music form that we create is about like a certain ethos more than it is about style or technique. Right. You know, it's about the feeling mm-hmm. of it and the, and the community that you're that you're mm-hmm. vibing with. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I really I heard you too with you in the house, but then when I really get into it was when Kevin Seconds grew his hair long and he was yeah. thanking them on the record. Yeah, and Joshua mm-hmm. Tree had come out. Wow, and I was like, holy fuck, this is my favorite band. How and old were you around? Was that? Teenage, right? When seven, that'd have been like eighty-eight went. or something like that. Eighty-seven. Yeah, we moved to New York 88. in eighty-eight, so maybe yeah. eighty-seven. He grew his hair when I saw him at CB's with long hair. Then he was thanking you too, and I was like, "You too?" They're on the radio. I checked him out, and I fell in love with you too because of a hardcore band. <laughs> yeah, right, right. That's cool. And By then, what you remember? What album of you two? Or that, well, that was Joshua Tree. It would have been Joshua, Joshua Tree. Okay, yeah. so you're, you're. But my favorite dude grew his hair out. He's like wearing a flannel and like. Yeah. It was wow. just beautiful. I was like, "Wow, I love you too." And then I found oh, other things because of them. You know. Yeah. I just remember at that that. time, like I was really like you were saying, like hardcore blinders were on. But 
I still loved you too, even though I, okay. I wasn't telling a lot of people. No. Secret, guilty pleasure. And, and I was like, Joshua Tree, I was already like, no sellout. Yeah. But I was already like, because I was a huge fan, like in junior high school. Unforgettable oh, Fire, boy, that record that. is fucking insane. That was like, man, War, War is amazing. October, uh, like, it's, it's just, they were on a tear. They were. The first album is great. I, I think I, yeah, I mean, it's just like, I think we were saying before, it's like once they hit Joshua Tree, it's just like everyone's into them. Yeah. Oh, not anymore. Yeah. And right. so That's it's like not like. as, you're just kind of like, you're into YouTube. But oh, I yeah. What else are you into? Now. Like, but when pizza. I, but when you I know, hear it's just that like, album now, it's like, it's incredible. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. It's a rebirth to me. I'm like, man, they were on some shit. They were. But I was on that, like, mm. You know, like I'm, I'm kind of done right now. I it's just like not edgy at yeah. that point. Edge. Um, uh, <laughs> I saw before, right, like maybe a, f- a Japan, few months. Yeah, I was. I went to two uh, yeah, shows the, in uh, with yeah. uh, me and Atiba went to Japan. We he saw because he's story. tight with um edge. with Edge. edge. So <laughs> it was the six. We went to see them do the entire uh, un- uh, unforgettable, not unforgettable, Joshua Tree Josh Josh album. Yeah. Uh, the whole album, uh, two nights, and they played some different songs around it too. It was fucking incredible in the Tokyo Dome or whatever Jeez, which is like damn. massive it's bigger than Madison Square Garden and just it was fucking sick but the coolest thing is just hanging out with the edge so like Dude. we're hanging out at the Beat Cafe and swinging it back to Quicksand hanging out at this uh, this this really cool bar and you've, you guys have probably been there maybe I don't know but Beat Cafe you know um, uh, Kataman mm. okay yeah. anyway great guy in, okay. in Tokyo and uh, so after the U2 show he plays fucking 30,000 people or whatever we're chilling with the edge at fucking beat cafe which is about as big as your kitchen maybe a little wow. bit bigger and just like talking about punk drinking beers wow. and uh and then atiba fucking puts on quicksand and we're just like i'm sitting there rocking to quicksand with the edge oh, who is like wow. one of my guitar heroes of all time i mean my yeah. playing is so similar to him um and he's just like rocking to quicksand and just saying like I mean, just really cool, like compliments, you know. Like, oh, I mean, man. he's on the spot to like it, but right. did you um, know Atiba was going to put you guys on like that? Put music yeah, on? I mean, he didn't okay. like. He said he didn't like. You know, it's his friend, play. so yeah, he doesn't yeah, have yeah. control of what Edge is going to do. But, um, <laughs> but he put it out there, and Edge is fucking so cool and wow. so That's like chill and um, yeah, just you couldn't. It's always tricky to meet your heroes, so you could yeah. c- could catch them on a bad day. Oh, totally, man. That's exactly. And yeah. uh, so that's a little tricky, but. Dude was so down to earth and was just like everything that you'd hope he would. And it was just so interesting talking to him about. Um, I mean, Does he know I about guess punk? I think it's high end punishment that I was giving him. <laughs> well, you're hanging out, drinking, talking. Would, yeah, casual. It was, oh, it's probably high like end. just very good punishment, like nice punishment, right? Uh, you know, and um, but he was telling me, you know, that like it was his idea to work with um, with Eno. Brian Eno, who had wow. worked, had done the Bowie records, and uh, you know, up up until you know when they worked with him on Unfor- Unforgettable Fire. Yeah. So, and he was thinking, the Edge is like, dude, there's no way Eno's going to work with with us because he, he he he's not. Uh, you know, he suggested it to Bono, and he's like, there's no way that he, you know, he probably won't say yes because we're not cool. You know, this is you too. Damn. And Bono's like, fuck that, dude. He's going to work with us. Are you kidding me? <laughs> and Bono's just like, call him. And he's on. Right. And he fucking made it happen. So it's like such a cool look into their dynamic. Like, wow. they're A, they're bros. The Edge has cool ideas. And Bono's got fucking confidence. Yeah. Like, so cool, man. And he's right, Damn. dude. They're fucking you too, dude. Yeah. You think Eno's going to pass it up? Oh, no. They're not cool enough for me. <laughs> What was he saying about? He grew up, he was about punk rock and stuff. He was into, what I remember him telling he was into was, um, yeah, he was into punk. He was into like um what was the band uh 
Suspective eyes. I don't believe her. I don't believe her. From Ireland, they're suspective eyes. They still play. God, they still play. Chicago. It's in Chicago. Yeah. You're killing me. Oh my god. I know. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Just put up. Just put up. Suspective eyes. We are super poses. People are probably screaming in their head. Right. It's. I know this. Yes. Suspect. It's so annoying. We're we're getting punk rock bands hang out. I can't believe I can't think of this. God, when I'm up against a wall, no, that's not them. No, no, suspect <laughs> device. It's the name of the si- the single. But stiff little fingers. Oh my oh god. Oh my god. But I to be fair, that's a kind of a tricky name. Yeah. It has fingers in it. No, but still, who's thinking of that? They're still suspect playing. Device. Yeah, we did a festival where they played as well in Norway, like two years. They're ago. incredible. Uh, and even though I couldn't think of their name. And uh, <laughs> I'm reading the lyrics right now. Right? And just cool. The edge was into them, and the undertones, of course, who mm-hmm. were also from Ireland, and. Uh, he was into uh, Cabaret Voltaire, I think, was wow. another one, okay. which is, uh, you know, some of this kind of stuff that was coming, or, or was it, uh, some of the stuff that's coming from England at that time, which was sort of, um, you know, kind of like a little bit Smith's era, but, yeah. uh, you know, kind of dancey, and uh, yeah, he's just a, He's just, it's just like anybody. People are people, and yeah. it's just nice for him to sh- to show that, and that you two are one of my favorite bands. So that it's was amazing, that man. was a really magical. Like, you know, sometimes where you're just like, life is cool. Like, yeah, yeah, you're in I Japan. Was, hanging I'm in out, Japan, watching, like, hanging out with the Edge. edge. Talk, he's rocking in my music. It's just like surreal, dude, man. Yeah, it's kind of a surreal moment, and uh, great grateful to, to to the Edge and for Atiba for for making that happen. That, I, I love that story. I can't imagine yeah. that like. And they're still homies. Tiba said that he, that Edge came over and like he did. He told us that story. Yeah, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Came over like not too long ago for dinner, and uh, <laughs> so that's dope. I heard. I heard. A, so I heard a rumor that like Joey Ramone was tight with Bono, and he was at his bedside when he was in the hospital. I it believe was, really, it was wow. rumors that Bono was going to buy CBs, or he paid for Joey's hospital bills. Don't quote me, everybody. Or they, or he was listening to the new U2 song that Bono was playing for him at his bedside. Heard all wow. kinds of things. <laughs> I believe the last one, maybe. Yeah. Right. I don't think why if Joey Ramon doesn't have money to pay, God, like what? Who are the yeah. punks? If, yeah. if, if Joey Ramon's like dies, can't pay for his hospital bills, he must be like fuck punk rock. I I'm not saying he couldn't pay for. It. I heard yeah. that Bono offered just to pay for. Oh, okay. Because okay. he was in the hospital for a long time. Okay. Yeah. Okay. These are all rumors. Cool. People aren't true or not. They sound awesome. If that. I could see Aunt Bono doing that for sure. Like right. he, he's he's got it. I think Bono's like crazy rich like no, he, not just from music other, but from like other no, stuff no no there's no doubt he's already into real estate and a lot of other things yeah no, wow. there's, for sure 100 percent. yeah sure i mean that. it makes sense he's been doing it for yeah. a really long time in brazil he he comes they play a lot in brazil mm. they're massive south america in yeah. general but i know he's done some i'm sure like real estate type of stuff. course yeah i heard he bought like apple stock at a really good time something like that mm-hmm. like something even just like mundane like that because wow. he probably knew yeah. the dude like uh steve jobs <laughs> oh how's it going steve <laughs> yeah maybe i mean they did have of that course. thing where they forced you to on your phone yes who else gets to oh, do that yeah. you remember that right? maybe that was the payoff yeah I like that, that record though. I'm not gonna front. All right. Okay. I did like the YouTube record. I think out. it's a cool record, but I think it was a blunder on their part to like force it on people's phones. Mm. I think the intention was good. Yeah. But it's like basically sending something to someone's house and they can't get rid of it. Mm-hmm. It's like your house. Yeah. You know your iPod. Yeah. 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 Without your consent. Without your consent. <laughs> so even though it's a nice gift, it's like it's like you gave someone some sort of like piece of like a cool sculpture or something a vase but you can't ever get rid mm-hmm. of the vase you didn't ask for it completely on a different subject yeah. uh 
since I am from Ohio. And, yeah. Uh, I think that connection you had with Cleveland yes. was because of your Toledo connection. Yep, and, and Columbus. living in Columbus. Yeah. But living there for, what was it, a year or school year? I like lived in... Or, or uh, two years. I lived nice in... Nice segue. Yeah, that was great. Because um, <laughs> I'm always... I, I just wanted to ask, it's like, what came... You know, you... It, Described it on the last podcast as being like thanks for doing magical, your homework, thanks for your homework. magical yeah. moment. Yes, I and love I was it. Like, what? I was like, what? I imagine you being high school, being the New York kid. Oh like, yeah, it was oh, cool. Yeah. Culture shock. No? So what? What was it like? That I mean, because I know it is. I loved it. I mean, it's like, just what did you love about it? You know, I loved the um, Cleveland Browns. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think what I loved about it is just that the John Hughesness of it. Right. Yes, in yes. in New York, there's like there's no fucking football team. There's no right, right. there's none of that stuff going on. There's no right. cheerleaders. You're right, right, uh, right. There's no um parties at people's houses. There's no one's toilet That's papering true. anybody's house. There's none of that crap. So like going to Ohio and kind of stepping into that world was a thrill. And I was like the kind of like Kevin Bacon right. character <laughs> yeah. because I have the New York that. accent. Wow. And so I'm sort of like, people kind of want to know me. Some people don't like me. And, um, yeah. and basically I made great friends and had super, I'm, I'm still friends with, uh, with a couple of people that. to this day, really one friend uh, in particular, but you know, there's people that I can reach out to in that in, and I only lived there for a year. Yeah. Um, but this, I was having so much fun and I was with my dad and my, you know, my mom was in New York. So I was living with my dad. I just don't think my dad really got it. So I was just getting fucking hammered, like raiding, <laughs> throwing parties at the house, failing. I failed like every subject. Were you 17, 16, 17? I was 15. Okay. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I was crushing the liquor cabinet, like marking it all the time. Like just any sort of like, I was just doing what kids were doing. Of course. And, uh, and, uh, so I failed out all the classes. So then I had to move back to New York, which much like, you know, where you hit some sort of like, you know, roadblock where like, you know, that got shut down. Then I, and my, my mom in that time had moved from Rockaway to Astoria, which is a a part of different part of Queens. Oh yeah. So So I moved back to Astoria and I didn't know anybody in Astoria. So I, I moved from Ohio, like fucking footloose now i'm fucking stuck <laughs> in astoria with like nothing happening it's dead yeah i don't know anybody but i see a kraut sticker on a uh on a no parking sign i'm like why the fuck would there be a kraut sticker on a no parking sign unless kraut are from here mm-hmm. or people who like kraut live here right. wow and it was eventually that little sliver of hope that i thought i might find my people like maybe i can finally like find my punk people because mm-hmm. in ohio it was there i had friends that were into punk like necros and yeah and and knew about them because they were from toledo yeah so i you, never knew that too recently oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and meat man you know because meat yes. man are from detroit or lansing and so you would i was aware of those bands um like that midwest hardcore vibe but you know we were just doing regular high school kid stuff we weren't going to like driving to michigan to right. see some fucking fucked St. up Andrews, show it yeah, yeah with psychos from right. there psycho yeah absolutely <laughs> no but i think that's you know i can feel that you guys when i say you guys like gorilla biscuits you today uh-huh. whenever you would come through cleveland it was just like really special for you guys because you could kind of dive into that whole suburban yeah like life that you'd never had like you guys didn't yeah. have driver's licenses yes i thought it was like fast oh we love like, that and you're like oh my god like we could go to like this person's house yeah and like chill and mm-hmm. have that vibe and um 
Yeah, that, I always thought that was really. I was like, yeah, but you guys are from the fucking city, you but know. To and be I kept, fair, Cleveland is fucking awesome, and yeah, the, and the awesome crew of people that we were hanging out with, like your friend group, and that there's a reason why we're still you right. know tight to this day is because there was something there, and the people were cool and knew how to have fun, and we loved it. It was, it was incredible. Awesome. You're the second person ever on the podcast to say Cleveland was awesome, besides Derek. <laughs> <laughs> People always try to shit on I know, on the dude. I know they do, but they I I'll shit vouch. I'll vouch for you, dude. Cleveland is fucking awesome. It's got a lot of vibe. It's like, um, you know, I really love a lot of the towns, like, kind of, I would say, no offense, but a little bit beat up towns, you know, like Buffalo, yeah, Cleveland, Buffalo. Detroit, um, those towns where they're, you know, even like, I guess I wouldn't go to Columbus as much, but like those towns, like I have such an affinity for them because there's like such greatness. You can see like the architecture mm. has a grandeur mm. about it that, uh, uh, there was a time when this shit, when Cleveland was like, we've got this bro. Yeah. Like we're <laughs> killing it. So right. You describe it and it's such a incredible way that's very very true detroit it's very true detroit too yeah, and you, have, yeah. yeah but detroit i think has fallen so visibly hard it's like gnarly cleveland is like also probably is taken but it's not as obvious people don't talk about right. it. it's not number one on the list of like mm -hmm. most fucked up places but you see that grandeur to it and that um the you know just like there's cool people there. Mm. And, yeah. and in that realm, I mean, when you think about like New York Lower East Side in a way, like it's from like that classic era, like, you know, like being in front of CBs and everything's fucked up or even that kind of yeah. Jim Jarmusch era of New York yes. where it's like depopulated yeah. and, you know, people Jim are. Jim great reference to uh, Ohio and Cleveland. Yeah. Because he's from there. Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, you didn't That's know that. That's killer. No, I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. Who's from the there? Jim Jarmusch, one of my favorite directors from Cleveland. When you look at his movies, uh, like, uh, I just watched Down by Law. Down by it Law. It's not a good example, but before that, Stranger than Paradise. Stranger than Paradise yeah. takes mm. place in Cleveland. Yeah. There's a reason because he oh, knows shit. that whole scenario. That's in Cleveland? Interesting. Fuck. Yeah, it's in Cleveland. Yeah. So I'm thinking of that depopulated New York City, um, like in that depopulated fucked upness of all the bricks strewn and, yeah. you know, uh, garbage cans on fire and all that kind of mm -hmm. crap, yeah. like is where like great shit pops out of yeah, you true. know what i mean and so you know you might live in a, in a nice part of brooklyn but you go into to lower east side and like you know soak up some of this Gritty coolness yeah and, and yeah. then you got fucking you know you, mm -hmm. you've got something else so i i always love cleveland um and i love ohio I, I think it's cool like i've got from that experience i have a taste for the midwest you know right. what i mean yeah. like i under i get right the midwest which is it's just cool yeah and then living in berlin how long are you berlin oh, for? Yeah. I lived in Berlin for around three years. Wow. And I mean, you know, you guys. I love it there. We've man. all spent yeah. so much time in Germany. I mean, it's probably like we've, we've all <laughs> lived in Berlin. Yes, Herr Schreifos. Yes, Schreifos. Yeah. Herr Schreifos, this is very true. Yes, yeah. yes. Very <laughs> good Great people, <laughs> food. It's oh yeah, a good vibe there, I mean man. Berlin in particular. I mean Germany in general. I I think Germany's great. I just have had so many good times in like every city no there. But you know over the over the years. But Berlin in particular, I think has like uh, it has a cosmopolitan aspect and just like ghosts and and history. Yeah, and just soul to it. You know, because I mean obviously like so many people have been like killed and so much destruction about the world to grind yeah. it in in this one place and you see like the division between east and west and uh that it especially the time that i lived there i mean it was not you know like it's not the time to live there but yeah. but now it's like obviously more gentrified and tightened up but you could move to berlin have a cool apartment and make your music 
and just be that. Yeah. And, 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 and you can't do that in cities like New York or it's Los hard. Angeles. Hard. You, you know, you gotta, yeah. you gotta hustle a lot to live just like normal and then the more you hustle, the less you have for your for your art and absolutely. Yeah. What were you, yeah, that's what were you working point. on the time you lived there? What, what, yeah, what band were you in then? Um, yeah. I was doing. Um, I think I had put out the Walking Concert record at that time. So the other the other side of it is that. I was writing a lot of songs, but I was more like just touring around playing acoustic shows. Nice. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So I, I wasn't, that. I don't know if I was terribly prolific because the other side about Berlin is like in those kind of atmospheres is that you don't have any real, you don't have to do shit because your rent's paid. <laughs> everything's chill. So True. that's the other opposite side True. of it. Free medical insurance. Yeah. That. Everything's hooked up. So you're just yeah. like, ah, I think I'll just kind of hang out. Um, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I have a nice balcony. Just have some coffee. Right. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. kind of ponder life. Um, <laughs> you know, be that. But uh, I, I really loved uh, playing acoustic shows. I would go out and, uh, you know, just take the train. I had like an, uh, a, a, a Deutsche Bahn pass. Yeah, and, uh, and so <laughs> it was cheap to just go to like, you know, whatever, Wuppertal, play a gig, fucking... <laughs> <laughs> you know, take to see the town, meet yeah. the people, have a night, and uh, go home, and and that would be like my rent's paid because you know, and do that once a month, and wow. having a cool experience like that, it was it was a very nice time there, and the cool thing was. I don't know if I'm if seeing you guys there, but like my friends that would come, come into SL36. town, I'm like the main gig in town. Yeah. Right? Right. Like you come to New York, you got your fucking choice of, of bros that are going to hit you up the main one. to hang. Was the, the Spieder your your friend of choice? It's such of a course. good friend. Yeah. Back Lifelong. in Queens when yeah. I first met him. And uh, yeah, your place. Yep. And uh, I was like, this guy is in it for the long haul. He rules. Uh, I love Speeder's best, da- David uh, Strempel. He uh, he runs Cortex, oh yeah, uh, yeah. record Speed. store out, in uh, in Berlin. And for anybody that's listening that knows hardcore and is in Europe, that's kind of the epicenter of uh, of of punk and hardcore. I mean, uh, you know, from my perspective, it's just so no community doubt. based it's and great, great, people. Uh, yeah. great people, and they're just really just empowering uh the scene and it's just such a cool guy and such an eccentric <laughs> freak i love him it's just like <laughs> peas in a pod best, oh you're talking about david who has a camouflage yes, yes. oh that's the homie david, what up david yeah. david strap out he knows every kind of camouflage <laughs> what year it's from oh yeah he breaks down all camo like he's yeah. a camo king he's a he's a camo why they call him the speeder because he speaks speedily he might be listening guys it'd be nice I'm sorry, David. You know I love you, and it's it's not even like a, I remember that is kind of how he talks. That's how he sounds. I was like, why? I was like, why? Why do they call you the speeder? And yeah, and he was like, mm, because I'm very fast on the track. That's I'm like very fast speeder. on the on the track. Yes. Running? Yeah. Oh. oh, so Walter's a speeder then? <laughs> yeah, I think he's. Uh, I think speed. speed speaker is what oh, we, really? yeah really? that's okay. what i that's what i heard but I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to but after everyone asks you that you probably come up with a few different ones yeah i mean he had like a six-pack and like a playboy you know like ah. under his arm and he was like yeah and i was like who well, that's a better guy? answer who wow. is this guy and he's like oh because i'm very i thought it was because he was like he had bars or something you know like he was really yeah serious like speaking wow he, that might be it he's uh <laughs> He's such a cool guy and su- such great style, yeah. and him, uh, and he's so creative. Super posy, super nice. Super posy. Yeah. Every show, 
Yeah. Always there. And, no matter f- what. and funny as fuck. Funny. He's 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 the best. Uh, so yeah, living in Berlin, having friends like that, yeah. like right from the jump, I was in with really, really good people. Yeah. Uh, you know, my friend Philip Stera, who's like really helped me uh, and my wife, my girlfriend at the time, like, you know, find our place and just like, you know, any problems we had with German, he would help us out and just like introduce us to all these like really cool German indie rock people. And so I was just meeting all these like really interesting people that were like into punk and into hardcore, but just like into other shit too. Yeah. 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 And so (laughs) it was really awesome to make these great friends that I still have. And, and, uh, and also, yeah, when my friends would visit, it would be really special because it's like, I'm your guy here. Yeah. I mean, not, not, so cool. you know, not, it, it know just that. because yeah. you yeah. just aren't that many other people living in Berlin. Right. So even to this day, people will call me sometimes, hey, are you still living in Berlin? Wow. Uh, and uh, so I loved that, you know, because um, yeah, New York, if, if a band comes through, yeah, there's so many other people <laughs> to hang. So, you know, you give them a pound and say, great show or whatever, but it's not. Yeah, it's yeah. not necessarily going to be a hang, right? Uh, but you know, but that yeah. that was nice. I know that feeling, especially yeah. like Sao Paulo. Madball came through. Oh yeah, yeah. I was just like their guy. Yeah. I was like, yes, totally. You, yes, you're that the guy. Was so much fun, man. Yeah, like, you're Freddy the guy. And Hoya, oh my god, we went out and they loved it. You man. show up in town. Yeah, it was. Yeah, like I was he like, does, yeah. hell yes. Yeah, so you know the feeling. Yeah, and yeah. When you came before, when you yeah. guys came, when it was like the whole crew. yeah, so we're yeah. gonna see Derek. Yeah. Did so. you uh, did you learn how to speak German? Uh, a fair like about amount that I could talk like to a taxi driver, but like not really. That's a good hash. Yeah, just like basic shit. One of the first um, German words I heard in punk rock was Wienerschnitzel. Okay, right. Welcome to descendants. Yeah, I was like, what is this shit? Like, I know you're probably Gesundheit was probably your first. Oh, Gesundheit. Yeah. Yeah. God bless you. Right. Mm -hmm. Yep. Wow. Yep. Good health. Yeah. (laughs) Health. Yeah. It was cool, and I knew you. And I think what's his face moved over there too from Philadelphia, Patrick. Patrick, Pat. yeah, Pat lives there. Um, although he's been in the states for all COVID. Yeah, he's back. Yeah, he's yeah. in LA too. Or something yeah, like that. he's been driving uh, art around. So uh, his apartment's in, I think, vacant. Um, I know I have sound checking all that stuff. But a couple yeah. of questions. My, one more question: Did you write uh, "No More"? Did you write songs off "When Is When Is Alone"? Wow. I wrote the bass part to "No More." Wow, that's a good bass yeah, part. Yeah, that, that's the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that that song's amazing. I love. I'm so proud of the songs. Like between that and uh, and um, Cats and Dogs, to have yes been, yeah. been on. Uh, Life changing, you know, yeah, no, oh, yeah. animal no rights and 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 supporting vegetarianism from like an early Dude, early age. One of the you guys main got me. Into, you guys got me, me into it. Yeah, my first me tattoo, too. meat is murder. My GB tat. Yeah, like all that. Just writing yeah. those songs. So when you go into youth today and you used to writing almost everything for GB lyric wise. Yeah, I'm sure Ray writes his stuff. Yeah, I mean the cool thing about being in and it, you know it evolved, but I mean the really nice thing about being in youth today is that you know between Ray and Purcell they really had their shit down. Oh, you know, right. so yeah. I was learning from them. I wasn't questioning it. Mm-hmm. So. Um, you know, as we evolved, I mean, although they were very open to, to my kind of participation when it came up, but yeah, I wrote, I wrote songs for, on that album, uh, keep it up. I think I wrote the music for, uh, that's my favorite wild T record, by the way, choose to be, I I wrote the music for that one, but I mean, Ray's always making the thing is Ray's such a, an amazing singer. Uh, he, he, he just, you give him some cool music. And he'll just go to town. Right. On yeah, it. yeah. And it's so, so it's really good. Uh, and I wrote on the the last thing we put out. I wrote the music for Disengage, which I think is like wow, my most. Uh, that's probably my my, yeah. my best uh, thing that I that I brought to you today. Yeah, there's something different about 
from from break down the walls to awareness alone. There's a we're, different energy. Man, I remember I yeah. when we, we're I back. Both. Just like yeah, we're back. Yeah, that's so sick. So sad. And then no the more video. Of it, dude, I was like, just... oh my god. Bro. Yeah. I, I remember that very vividly. Like it was like, wow, they really are back. Like this. Yeah. Is it's yeah. Refresh. Like oh my god, I can't. It's like Goose, Carolina yeah. Records. I remember that. Yeah. I mean, it could be really corny. We're back, da 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 da. You know what I mean? But it, but it's not. No, but it's yeah. It's not. It's like real, and so like when it works, it's like holy shit. I mean, Ray would just like run around the 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 the, the, with a mic, handheld mic, running around this Chunking studio, screaming his fucking head off. Wow. Uh, And just it's also raw. You know, if you listen Mm -hmm. to it, it's so real. Oh yeah, yeah. I I remember working in Queens at the uh, practice studio with GB and Youth of Today. Uh, Mark Brad, Mark Bad Trip got me a job there. I remember when Ray first came back from uh, going to India, mm-hmm. and he was like doing he- he- uh, headstands in the, yeah. in the rehearsal room and all this crazy. I was like, wow, that's some new, new level. <laughs> it's a new level. Yeah, I mean, he's just he's just wired like for, you know, he's a he's on a quest. Yeah, you know, and he and it's cool. Like I feel lucky that especially in vegetarianism yeah, and man. and Head also in just like health in general just like your relationship to like what you know this sort of like you are what you eat kind of concept and like taking that in at a time where you know maybe a year or two before i'd be like not thinking about that shit at yeah. all true it's ahead of the whole and shit, all you man. guys were like working at health food stores yeah we're yeah, all working man. at health everyone food stores chocolate at prana everyone yeah, yeah. surge someone yeah. six hours yeah. worked yeah everybody. everybody everybody was working there Down yeah. i remember i was just like yo what's the hookups yeah <laughs> Yeah, you're either working See, at a health food store or you're doing security or bar backing at a at a nightclub. Pretty much, yeah. those were the two two jobs that were had. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm grateful for that for for that experience and just yeah. like what it kind of meant for my like long term mm-hmm. projections. And I think that's just like definitely the influence of of uh, you know among other people, but Ray very much instrumental. I think. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. And the final song that one of my favorite songs is an open an open letter to the scene you wrote. Oh, thank you. That that still gives me goosebumps. Mm. It's just a perfect song about rabies. It just mm. were you doing that song solo when you were doing your solo stuff in Berlin? I guess probably that, that would have been a song that I would have been working on. I yeah. think at that time because uh, I had the music for it. Um, but I didn't have the lyrics quite down. I just had that that line, an open letter to the scene. Yeah. And so uh, I just took a while to like get it, but I thought it was cool because it is like kind of got a David Bowie kind of feel to it, mm. and writing it about like rabies, who's like from a totally different kind of world yeah. in a yeah. way, uh, to make it more of like you know the the sort of folk hero aspect of, yeah. of him and the folk hero aspect of you know a lot of the hardcore people are kind of like characters totally. you know what especially I mean the, the New York scene bro yeah especially so many characters like I would take characters. action figures of half of these dudes like yeah. at least yeah. you know oh, yeah. Stigmon would be amazing yeah so oh, yeah. you know that's Rabies was like that and like I you know I knew him pretty good as as a mm-hmm. as a kid yeah. oh, okay. you know what right. i mean like not I'm, i mean i know people i knew, knew him better were clo- closer to him but so i had that like closeness yet enough distance to to revere him in a certain way but also like appreciate like you know having known him and seen seen yeah. him close so I, it was really cool to like get get that, that yeah you know and it didn't come like right away but right. but uh no it's a beautiful song thank you man. thank you if you had to name like any top inspirations musical wise it could be mm-hmm. mc or author mm-hmm. author yeah or, arthur you have arthur smilios you have main yeah. inspirations or do you continue to have new inspirations 
uh, back to there's to certain basic to. things that are just my my general style, you know. Like I always feel like I play guitar kind of like between Angus Young and uh, uh, the Edge and probably Ian Mackay. Like that's nice. kind of like my stylistic thing. So I'll try to like branch out of that consciously and like practice or like I work with effects pedals or something like that to yeah. try to break out of that. But you know that's kind of my guitar playing. I think for vocals, you know, definitely Kevin Seconds. Nice. Uh, uh, Bono, mm-hmm. um, Ian MacKay, yes. probably a lot of the same, and and a little bit of Bon Scott. Wow, and Jim Morrison, you wow. know, like yeah. those kind of like primal. You know, Bob. I don't know. There's a lot of different guys, but but you know, those like I think you kind of form when when you learn how to make music. You kind of whoever you were into at that time yeah. are, are going to inform you stylistically throughout, and then so it's up to you to like recognize what those things are and you know maxim push them or like bring other things in to like flirt with them yeah yeah so uh but you know it's all it's all coming from that understanding like what works you know yeah. a lot of the time and um and and that's just something that changes over time but you also have an understanding of like what your basic toolbox looks like yeah i agree i, I mean i, I want to thank you too because when i moved to new york I was a total punk rock skateboarder and I listened to hip hop as well, but then you opened my mind to listen to other types of music and that mm-hmm. really changed my life, like to really loving and embracing pop music and all kinds of stuff that I would never fucked with. Because the so people cool. I, I looked up to and I was living with, they were fucking with them. Like, okay, I'm going to check it out too. You know, that yeah. was really important to me, man. Oh, and, man. Then, and then being able to sing on the Start Today record was like, when I look back at now, it was a moment in time living with you, like, oh, come sing backups, go sing gangbooks, whatever. Then it becomes yeah. this product that's incredibly life changing and inspiring. Yeah. So it meant a lot to me, man. That's so sure. cool, Toby. I'm so glad that we, you know, we've been going through this together this crazy, whole time. Man. It's really fucking cool. <laughs> it's crazy. I was yeah. in the closet in Queens in the fucking house, and it's legend, dude. The closet. <laughs> I lived in Ali like Cage's closet. That's the craziest that shit that you. That somehow crazy. there was a deal made. We're like, okay, <laughs> so Alan, your room's pretty cool. Toby's gonna live in the closet, <laughs> and so you're gonna pay like a hundred dollars less. <laughs> Oh yeah, oh my it was something like that. Like you might maybe paid a hundred seventy five dollars to sleep in the closet. Still cheap back then, but yeah, we we had weights in that room. I was doing weights with Alan. He was fucking yeah. yeah like and so there was like a time when you went, like that. I don't know how many other places you lived outside of home before that, but like that was my first apartment outside of home. Wow, that might wow. have been mine too. I was on a couple couches when I first moved there. Yeah, Timmy Chunks' couch, and then lived in Arthur's bedroom. It's just like a story <laughs> of Queens. I was like, oh my god, like I stayed there a few nights or something, mm-hmm. and. uh I just remember it just from the song from Murphy's Law. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that was, so it's just like popped. I was like, oh, yeah, it must You're be here. a magical place. It story is. The story is great. At that time, we were living in Jackson Heights, though. By the Burger King. Yes, yeah, so I had moved, I had, we had moved over to Astoria and uh, from Astoria, but uh, the Jackson Heights, it was like right, it was basically as far f- from where I am as to like that door uh, th- to the BQE, <laughs> my, my room. <laughs> So the BQE is the Brooklyn Queens Expressway, which is basically yes. like the the Fox, most busy yeah. uh, artery of, of New York City. And I, I remember the apartment, like th- that room was in the front uh, by the living room. And I thought, oh, this is dope. I have my own room. It's smaller and it's away from everybody. So I'll just kind of have like my own zone Everywhere. over here. Yeah. And then I went, tried to go to sleep that night. And it was just like, ba-dum, ba-dum. And there was like one of those metal fucking things that they put out there. And it, a truck would hit it and it would just do an ollie. Wow. And uh, oh my God. How long did we live there for? At least a year, right? Yeah, know. probably a year. It was fucking roach infested. We just Dude. like, it was, it got gnarly. I remember Chain of Strength came there. They were bleaching the hair in the bathroom and shit. Yeah. Oh my God. I wish I, we had, 
mad chain of strength t-shirts in our house and like records and stuff like that and at the time i did not know it if i had been more prescient i would have like put them in a nice tight box and put them in plastic and be like yeah dude chain of strength imagine the shirt you had back then if you still had them bro oh fuck i just took a lot of shit to throw it away I just thought it was A, no one was ever going to care about it, and B, it would just keep coming. <laughs> right. You never like a whole. Never. I never thought, like, oh my gosh, this is so valuable. Right. One day I'll, like, I really want to have this chain of strength shirt be nice so I can wear it when I'm in my 40s. Like, no. Yeah. Or thousands of dollars. <laughs> yeah, or sell it for like $1,000 in the year 2021. What, what about like, vinyl no. like pressings? You kept that stuff? No, stupid. And wow. and I, I, I hate to say it, but I think people <laughs> fucking would like stay over my house. You know, it's a, you know, maybe people take liberties. I don't know. My records are gone. <laughs> you know, he doesn't care. That's he has. Nice he has yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That sounds like paranoid, but. No, you might that be stuff. right. It's cool. You just kept moving and hold on to it. Because you moved around a lot. Too. Yeah. But I mean, it doesn't mean it's not. I don't know if it's cool. Like someone like Siv, for example, has fucking everything. My brother has fucking everything. My brother has like had like every flyer from like the period of like 1986 to like 1989. Probably all your bands do everything. Everything. That was a good introduction when I moved to New York, like hanging out with your brother a lot, like learning about the scene and like the do's and and don'ts and certain people. Certain people. Don't talk to that person. Watch out for that person. See that dude? Yeah. Just like, yeah, and then just getting kind of like a history lesson. Yeah, wow. and then also hanging out with like Mother Sarah, who I was playing with out there. She also and had. She a... was like old school. Yeah, like from a completely different scene, and she, I got introduced to her from uh, Blood Clot, John. Okay, and he was like, "Yo, you should get this girl, to Sarah. That's cool. She's, She's a great, great baseball. girl. Yeah." And so I got like a good breakdown from how it all works Berlin and yeah. And then in the, ins like, and outs of yeah, the core the ins and outs, just like, yo, etiquette. Yeah. Mosh etiquette. Certain things that happened, like the change in the scene, you know, yeah. the people coming in, especially from Sarah's point of view, cause she was coming from that whole like bad brains rehearsal, hanging out uh-huh. there. She Damn. was like, I was there when John got right. stabbed or I was there, you know, my brother saved Harley from drowning in the wow. ocean, like weird awesome stories you wow know? that's so cool yeah, what yeah. an interesting perspective I, I love that the new york harker scene has so many characters and oh yeah and we're like a dysfunctional <laughs> family we all love each other but there's that ball break and that tough love and yeah it, it's a family we don't we may not agree on certain politics or different things but we all know that deep down inside we all come from this place and this scene of this music that brought us together in the first place you know what mm-hmm, i mean like mm-hmm. it's very dysfunctional of course and there's all yeah. kinds of like but i just i love it i'm proud to be I'm proud of my band. I probably moved there, and my band was born there. And all these yeah. amazing people were really it's part of my your sto- part of your story and informs. Yeah. I mean, for me, yeah, it's part of my story and uh, informs a lot of uh, my thinking on things and uh, and and my perspective. And so, you know, I'm grateful for that. Especially, yeah. you know, you gotta you gotta get into your story, and make friends with it. Yeah. You know, the the more you kind of like go through go through life, and I think like all that, all those characters and all those kind of stories, and some of it's just really fucking crazy in life like i don't why was i putting myself in these situations like what was what what kind of what happened to me yeah right because i was there too but you you have to uh you know appreciate appreciate the the what you learn but you always stayed focused like 
I'm sure I know you partied here and there, but you always stayed focused on music and being creative, no matter where you were in life. I love it, and I, I love that so much. Yeah, you, you kept creating and music is not, the best. Not reinventing yourself because you're still Walter. Yeah, but just trying different things in music, and I think it's really important, man. I think it's so you get an idea in your head, and I think that that's like where it's just like an itch in your brain, and you just like want to manifest it outside. You know, like this podcast, for example. Like, yeah, you you saw yourself talking with people, like having a conversation, and like it took. I know, remember when you were first doing it, yeah. like you just like going after it, you know what I mean? Oh, and yeah. like learning and, and, and going like, but it's like manifesting whatever it is in your brain or, or your consciousness, your soul, whatever it is, uh, however you want to determine it. But like you have to get it outside. Right. And like the feeling of getting that outside of yourself, like that is art to me. And that is like the, the the function that you want to have yeah. with within your you know as you as you go through life and you, you, just, know, broke, no you just broke and you just broke down PMA from Napoleon Hill is like what the mind can conceive and believe it can achieve so that and that's pretty much you just said yeah you know, having this goal and this vision and like putting it out there and I'm gonna do this and fo- I don't know it's incredible. well a lot of stuff doesn't work out for me to be honest but. It, <laughs> 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 I, step one. Let's talk about the things that do work step out. One, yeah. Step one is the easy step, to be honest. Yeah. Step but getting you know I mean? like, I in the brain, seeing it in your brain, is 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 a, is the part, the first part. Right. Part two is like making the fucking calls, doing you know, taking the walk, doing you know, go, grind, going to grind. do those things, and the pe- and the people that like are able to um, do that on a high level. I mean, maybe they don't even have like the best ideas, but they have the other part down. Right. You know what I mean? True. So, Or you have like a really cool idea, but it's too personal to you to mm-hmm. take the steps because if, if you if you take your idea, you think it's so great and then you put it out there and people don't agree with you, yeah. well then, then you're really, you've got, that's a problem. You know but, what I mean? Yeah. So I think there are all kinds of different, that process is what I'm into. Yeah, but the, from an outside perspective, it looks like you never counted on anybody. You waited for this, this band or get these people together. You did your shit and kept it moving. Like yeah. you were writing, you you weren't counting other people. You you right, did your shit yourself. Yeah. And I love that I, so yeah. much. Yeah, you know yeah. I, mean? I learned like, from from true. from people that you know I saw doing that, Some and uh, and and I've been lucky <laughs> to like fucking still be doing it, man. Because yeah. it's it's not a. Um, I, I recognize like that that also plays a factor, but I I love doing it. I love that it takes me to places like Los Angeles to hang yeah, out with you guys, have you here. Mm-hmm. playing a fucking cool show, yeah. and with my friends, and all that reward is just like massively worth it, and I'm super grateful. Well, thank you right for on. being here, man. I appreciate you being here. You have you have all your fanboy questions out the way. You're no, all good? they're all done. Okay. Ah, good. <laughs> it's good to have you in person in my kitchen because the phone thing that was back in the day. I know, dude. We were talking about doing this, and it just it was great to have you. You, here, you did not have the shore sponsorship at that point. No, I'm chilling no. right now. Now you're changed. Things have changed. Doctor Dre hadn't heard yet. It's like episode 140 or something. Yeah, it's, it's so amazing. cool. So cool. I remember man. talking to you back then about doing a pod and all that stuff. So I, I appreciate being part of. My life story and still being part of my life, you know? For sure, bro. Derek, thanks for being here. Word. Ohio got mad love today. Yes. Definitely. I feel good about that. You know, I know you I can, <laughs> Dude. like really promoting this episode more so than any. Oh, okay. Yes. All my Cleveland peeps. Yeah, people in Cleveland know. Oh, sorry. sorry 216. My Manhattan. Number, uh, 216. Oh, you, you got corrected. Ooh. You got corrected. You got your new York, bro. We can edit this, right? <laughs> nope. No, 212. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, to, to my 212 peeps. Yo. As well. And congrats <laughs> on your record, man. Your record's awesome. Oh, thanks yeah. so much, guys. Definitely right, thanks one of for my being favorites. here. Right on. Yeah, signing off. Hey, y'all. Liquid Death's been so kind to give me a promo code. So for your first purchase on liquiddeath.com, go to liquiddeath.com slash OLOC and you get a free set of koozies with your first purchase of H2O. Still or sparkling. Uh, if not, you could try it also at 
Whole Foods or 7-Eleven, use the promo code OLOC for your first purchase of Liquid Death. Thank you, Liquid Death, for your support. Appreciate you so much. Murder your thirst. H2O saves lives, y'all.